question. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 49 of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us Benoit, Michaels, Titchmarsh, last time in your lifetime and my lifetime and everyone's lifetime, as it is time for Backsplash 2004. As always, I am Dave and joining me is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Are you ready for Backsplash? I'm ready for some a bit of Backsplash. The final encounter. Never again. Let's hope it's as good as if hyped in. Never ever again. So, how are we? Are we alright? I'm good, how are you? Sat the afternoon, sat the evening nearly now, I suppose. Uh, it's a weird one for it to record, and it's usually on a Sunday. More importantly, did you watch Sunday Night Pre Show? No. No, you I didn't. Did not. Know because till this morning, I found a dodgy rip, a proper dodgy VHS rip, where they couldn't even put volume up on the rip before he when he pressed record <laughs> because it was too quiet to begin with um it was it was a weird one because you got a couple of big announcements uh firstly next week uh two weeks sorry from now uh WWE will air a new weekly tv show WWE experience which according to al snow is a little bit of raw a little bit of smackdown a little bit of everything hosted by todd grisham and his fellow coach from tough enough ivory todd grisham and ivory yeah is that like okay. where is that where like they got the idea from for Christian and Renee Young being on backstage? Possibly <laughs> back on the network. Well, they've had these shows for years, haven't they? Yeah, they, um, I think it's it's just it's another line before. Well, well, this is it. Sounds like what this is going to be is more of a, a, a combined clip show, where it's going to be a clip show of Raw and SmackDown during the week, yeah. where Velocity and Heat they're more uh, little mini shows themselves with added elements of clips. Never yeah, have had shows like this before. 
it's like bottom line. It was a show that he said, this is what's happened on Raw this week, blah, 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 shows, close clips. This is what's happened on SmackDown this week, played loads of clips. Yeah, no, I think that's what it'll be. Um, I don't think you'll have, um, I may be wrong, I can't quite remember watching experience, but I don't think you'll have experience matches, or the yeah. experience will be a brand like Velocity or, or Sunday Night Heaters. Um, and also, it's announced that tonight, the Bell Ends of Quebec will go up against Hurricane and Shit uh, on the Sunday Night Pre-Show main event. Uh, and this was made due to um, a segment they had with Sylvan backstage without Bischoff saying, like, your nephew's a dickhead, right? And if he's going to keep interfering in my matches, I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah, <laughs> fucking fair spacker. enough. <laughs> right. So Bischoff's like, all right, I know it can be a bit of an handful, so tonight um, we'll have the match that we tried to have on Raw and Eugene got involved. We'll go again. Um, and Eugene's going to get involved. And probably going to get involved. Um, and also we had a promo from Coach. Obviously Coach tonight is, is ready for it. And Main event feud with The entire Jim. episode of Sunday Night Heat was brilliant because Coach was in his full ring gear. So what he came out... He was dressed like every single back, <laughs> backyard wrestler. No, I, mean, I thought he just looked like an old guy trying to be a basketballer on the court with the young kids. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm still hip. I'm still cool. I'm still cool. Um, yeah, so he was, he was in the full wrestling gear, what he came out in, so his headband, his sunglasses and everything. And he looked in the camera, he like broke the fourth wall, and looked directly in the camera and said to Jerry, he goes, I've been training and preparing all week long. Japanese wrestling tapes, my Japanese wrestling moves. Hell, I even went to a Japanese steakhouse. And tonight, Chajiri, you're going down. I was like, I believe! Come on, coach, I believe! Um, yeah, so for, as Sunday night pre-shows go, um, this is quite than a, most pre yeah, we have now. It, it was quite a solid little show. You, obviously, you got a lot of the, is the promo that you're going to see tonight in the pay-per-view. You got a lot of them. Enough, every feud was... I think that's the thing as well, which I kind of like about Balash. Every feud, bar from, I think, one on the pay-per-view, every feud has a build-up and a promo package. Yep. Because, I, well, I know two, actually, because uh, the opening contest with Shelton and Nate, that starts without a promo package because that's the opening contest. And Hurricane and Rosie. I think everything else has got a build-up package for it. Which yeah, because I didn't even know that match had been announced. <laughs> well, they said... Um, I think that was the thing. It was the proper cool-down match because it was the match between uh, a mad fucking blood feud and another massive fucking main event match. So it needed something to go in between. Well, it, needed, the it needed the piss break. And the problem was, it was the piss break because it panned to the crowd on the wide shot. And you saw people literally getting up and fucking off to the toilet. Yeah, Edging King was stupid. We'll get to that a little bit later. But let's get to the pay-per-view. It is April the 18th, 2004. Where are we? We're in the Rexall Place Arena in Edmonton, Alberta, home of Chris Benoit. We're going to get an Edmonton screw job. fucking know about it. Um, just screw so job, telling you. Sorry, I missed a little bit before um, with Sunday Night Heat. We also got, speaking of Edmonton and Mr. Benoit, we also got a um, a little mini. What do you get on the WWE Network now? A little let's twenty-four. Let's, yeah, let's go home with Benoit, and we got interviews from all his family and his friends and stuff. And it was fucking, it was awkward and weird and really. I don't, and it was just yeah, I found it really awkward to watch. And also, you had the um, the mayor of Edmonton announced that today, the eighteenth of April, will forever be known as Chris Benoit Day. So I just found that really fucking awkward forever as well. Been it's known. like, well, does that mayor like? Because I imagine the people of Edmonton, it was, I, I can't say, obviously, I, I don't really partake in that much Canada news. No. But I can't, can't say I've ever heard of a bigger crime to leave Edmonton than the Chris Benoit crime. 
So is it still on people's minds to this day, especially when the anniversary rolls around? Yeah. Especially when you've got his son on a little fucking hype train at the minute. I want to be like my dad. I want to wear my dad's tights. I want to wrestle with my dad's... And, and I get it. I get it that he'll see that his dad, he doesn't see. Because my missus even texted me earlier and said, what's with Chris Benoit's son? All around everywhere at the minute. Um, and it is, I said he just he wants to be a wrestler like his dad. And she went, I can tell. Because he's gone on the full hype train at the minute. Fair enough, he wants to be a wrestler. He wants to be a wrestler, well, but... And he's not... Wanted to go by Chris Benoit Jr. He's using Chris Benoit name. He's, kind of, he's using the CTE as the reason, which it could have been the reason why Benoit did what he did. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. He still did what he did. I don't care that... I, for me personally, I don't think there's any head injury in the world that actually that makes you want to kill your own offspring. Yeah. Right? It's that simple. And... For his other son to have kind of brushed that to one side and blaming it purely on the two minute hits to the head and the brain of a 90 year old and all that, and wanting to. Um, I can kind of understand that he wants to carry on the Benoit name, but it's never. He kills you, you right, and you're brother. only going to get booked by them dirty, dodgy indie bookies that are doing it from a PR standpoint. Because yeah. any publicity, bad publicity is fucking good publicity, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so. Yeah, I don't know, but for me, Chris Benoit Junior coming out to da 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 da, I'd be that would be the most freakiest fucking thing ever. What do you reckon they said when he said he was Madonna's music? No, no, no. Do you know what I mean? Do you know? But the thing is, though, would WWE like still hold the license to that theme, or do they not want to be associated with it, or would they argue it? Would they say no? It's half. It's half fucking property. <laughs> you can't have it. Yeah, but you don't want it. <laughs> Do you know? Well, it was their you know, song. They wrote it. Yeah, that's so what I mean. The rights to it. That's what I mean. You know, would they relinquish their rights if, if Chris Benoit Jr. approached Stanford and said, "Can I have?" Well, it's not Stanford. Well, anymore, it's our ADP who own the rights. No, but we're not. WWE not own the rights to for it to be used on like in a no. wrestling promotion show. I, I, Probably in wrestling. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like, so the, Indies. Like, I imagine he'd have to put... They, you know, they, <laughs> indie was everything, to be fair. They don't know what copyright is. So, let's bring it back. We are, as I said, we're in the Rexall Place in Edmonton, Alberta. 13,000 people in attendance. And let's get to those buy rates. So, our last non-mania pay-per-view. No way out. Yep. Can you remember the buy rates? Nope. 265,000 buys. Then we had Mania that rolled around. We had over a million buys, yeah, which Mania. we expected. Backlash, 295,000 buys. Spoiler alert, it don't get no better for a Raw brand pay-per-view this year. Wow. It's downhill from here. And unforgivable, we have HBK versus Kane, Orton, Triple H. It doesn't get any better from here. Obviously, co-branded pay-per-views like your Summer's Language Survivor Series, they always get you big buys, yeah. but... Uh, Big four. Yeah, but your uh, your solo shows from Raw, this is the best that you're going to get this year. And let's talk about the pay-per-view length, Michael. So, the pay-per-view, the runtime, we both watched it on the network. It was around 2 hours, 34 minutes. And 59 seconds. There we go, precisely. Now, and we totaled how many... How much? 80% of the matches <laughs> yeah. lasted around about 10 minutes at most. But over an hour of a two-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view included matches involving members of Evolution and they went the longest of any other matches. It fucking pays to be made with Triple H, doesn't it? It pays like, even Edge and Kane, Edge in his big triumphant return gets just over seven minutes. Now, he's still obviously carrying an injury, but seven fucking minutes compared Kane, to like... as well. That's it, just... Well, they're not made with Triple H. 
What did you reckon to that opening promo then? So the pay-per-view intro. Um, we get Benoit. And so it begins. Benoit where it all begins again. Lightning won't strike the same place twice, but I will. Now, he's trying to say that what happened... It may not happen once. won't happen, but, but it will happen. Because Lightning won't strike twice, but he'll strike twice. But, so he's uh, he's going to make it triple <laughs> Tonight, everyone strikes, and Benoit has Lightning... Lightning in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle, and it all begins again as Triple H ends the uh, opening promo. What do you reckon? Are you, does it, as it always, does it get you hyped for the match? Because I know this is not the promo for the match. This is a promo for the pay per view. But essentially, but it had no match. focus on anything else, did it? No. Are yeah, you ready? Are you pumped? You watched that like, opening package. Splash! It's just one match. Yeah. No, definitely. The what th- do you think of the stage? What did you think of the theme? The theme was okay. I quite like the theme. So was the stage. The stage was it was stage it was, was not was less than okay. <laughs> it was all right. Right, you still got the backsplash feel. You got the yeah. A's. I got the feel. But they were like it was just flat rigging. But yeah, there was a no, couple screens. Nothing moved. Where's the Meccano in this? That's the backs. <laughs> that's the backsplash we want. Swinging kick. What are they, metal blades? Just metal blades, aren't they? Where are the fucking knives that decapitate wrestlers? Like we, all, I think we always went back to it the last time we were at backsplash where. Backsplash 2000, where they had the hardcore invitational match, and you've got Jeff Hardy fucking swinging from an all. You're proper using or them. Backsplash 2002, when they were proper swinging. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh they, yeah, but they look dangerous. <laughs> they were like, decapitate some fucker. Um, JR brings us into the show, as always, alongside Jerry Lawler. Uh, JR sends us to the Macarena boys who are at ringside. They're hyped for tonight's match, but they're cut off by Ain't No, no stopping, stopping Me. Yo! He's finally got his new theme music. To make his. And he's got a change in wardrobe. Sort of. He's just he's cut top bit top off. Up. That's all he's done. He's like, well, can I just keep them ties? Just keep the bottom bits. Um, and uh, going into this match, you know there's definitely a spoiler alert. alert. Well, straight What's away, straight away, I'm like, oh, oh, Flair's got his Did red you fucking pants on. It's theme. It's gone back to what it was it's before. It's gone back to that the weird original one. weird network rip. And I've, yeah. uh, the last pay-per-view that I had with Flair would, would have been WrestleMania. Um, and I watched that on the old uh, Silver Vision home video DVD rip. So I got the actual fucking Ric Flair theme music. Now, so as network, did network go back to the, like, Actual theme, did they? And now they've gone back again, or? Oh, well, no, it was his proper theme. Yeah, I'm nice. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so the worst thing is, if you you can tell where the theme tune's really playing because of how he's strutting mm. when he when he kind of dances when he struts down the ramp, he, he's going he's dun, dun, dun. he's dancing to it, but that's not what you're hearing. So it is our opening contest: Shelton Benjamin versus Ric Flair. Michael, how did we get here? Well. One Shelton Benjamin was drafted to Raw, and then Triple H was drafted to SmackDown. <laughs> Shelton, along with everyone else in the locker room, started ripping the piss out of him. Oh, yeah, as you do. And then, when Triple H was traded back to Raw, because he's better than the Douglas and Booker T. I'm Booker T, yeah. <laughs> he is a dollar. <laughs> Get me a towel. Because <laughs> people like you do not become champion. So, Big David Batista. Yes. Oh, he he's went, a bit fucking MIA tonight. <laughs> we see him a little bit helping Randy Orton when he's a bit there. That's it. That's it. <laughs> he decides to throw shot into some crates. Yeah, yeah. So then Triple H and Shot have a little match. And Shelton wins. <laughs> 1 0. And then they have a rematch the following week. 
Shot opens back out, out. 2 0. And then Evolution beat him. Because Evolution. It's no mystery. And then uh, Ric Flair demands a match with Shortlip Backsplash. Mm. And that leads us to this evening. So Shortlip Benjamin making his pay per view debut. Um, it's a bit weird, Ric Flair being in the curtain jerker. Yeah. <laughs> but the it, level of importance, though, um, it's going to be weird because we... Yeah, I would have expected Big Dave to accompany... Interfere. Or be, <laughs> interfere. Be inside. I'd expe- I was expecting Shelton to uh, overcome adversity once more. And he, he, he gets a beat and he takes a fucking Batista bomb on the outside from... Uh, Big Dave and he still recovers to hit his Stinger Splash which is it, he needs to change that finish a quick time Stinger Splash does it not do, it does change into Tebow the, the worst thing is though right? I'm saying change the Stinger Splash but the Stinger Splash has got him victories over Triple H and Ric Flair spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> right. it's ridiculous um, so the match itself then um, we get a takedown from Shelton to start but Flair's having none of it and just starts strutting I like how he kind of sla- smiles to the hard camera and just yeah. starts strutting um, Feynman's carry from Shelton and Flair scurries away. A uh, shove from Flair, but a slap from Shelton brings a lovely Flair flop. It was like, bang! <laughs> straight, straight down. I, I, don't, was, I think that was a bit of a botch one, though. You think? Yeah, because I don't think Flair caught the uh, apron right. Well, when he went... To, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. It looked like he missed yeah, it. Thinking about that now, yeah. Uh, Flair with the... Uh, <laughs> in the corner. I do love that. It's like, it's like John Bugger Red used to go, yeah. <laughs> but Flair don't think it's <laughs> brilliant in the corner. Like, we get Irish whip attempt, but Benjamin reverses it and he lands beautifully on the top like a cat, like John Morrison, like a cat lands on the top. That Speaking old. of John Morrison, Segway uh, making his triumphant return to SmackDown on Fox. Yes, uh, I did. Yesterday With his little bowel roll. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's proper parkour in it, and like that's his because he's still. How many fucking nicknames has he got? The shaman is sexy. The prince of parkour. The Friday night delight. When did they ever call him that? Now, because it's on Friday nights. Oh, is, oh, is that a new one? No, but Friday night SmackDown must have been Friday night SmackDown when he was on it. He was on Raw then, no? Oh, he's been on SmackDown. Eh? No, I'm talking before that, like Eminem. Yeah. It would have been Friday, wouldn't it? So that's probably where yeah, Friday, The Friday Night Delight. I thought he's changed whatever day at week he works. <laughs> the Tuesday Night Thunderbolt. <laughs> the Wednesday Wanker. Johnny Nitro. <laughs> um, quicker than a hiccup, according to JR, is Shelton Benjamin, as he hits a lovely dropkick after a couple of leapfrogs, and he's out to the ring, out to ringside for a scrap. Uh, Benjamin breaks the 10, rolls Flair in, Flair begs off, and then we get a thumb to the eye, because that's Genius. fucking nature. Up to the top he goes, it's time for the Phoenix Splash! <laughs> what? No, it's wiped Because it always happens every time he does it. We get clothesline, clothesline, dropkick, no! Flair holds onto the rope, goes for the figure four, reversal, the crowd... We get a one, a two, a ooh! They are behind Benjamin tonight. I'll give well, that. We are in Canada. So we are in Canada, so we are going to get the one that. But we don't. We mentioned this off air, didn't we? It was like the last time we was in Canada on pay per view, we were in Montreal, and the Montreal fans. They're something else. I think they're they're my favourite fans so far. I think of all the arenas because they are give it. They give bollocks on situations that people don't give bollocks about. So they will give every two. They will give a oh, <laughs> it's a two count. The announcers, all the way through the match, they mention how Ric Flair's taking Benjamin to the woodshed. JR says that his daddy took him to the woodshed a couple of times. 
Michael, has Papa Rag ever <laughs> took you to the woodshed? <laughs> and if so, what happens in, in said woodshed? Well, we never had a woodshed. Because it sounds a bit perverted. We had a shed made of wood. All right, okay. We had, we had a shed made of, made of metal. Oh, did he take you to the, 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 the metal shed? It's not the same though, is it? Rick Flair's schooling Benjamin in the metal shed this evening. Yeah, so what happens in a woodshed? I've no idea. Because JR, all the way through this match, was saying about how his daddy took him to the woodshed. I'm like, did I think JR might be trying to tell us something. Did his daddy something? stick something? Show us on this finger, JR, when, when daddy took me to Was it good touch or bad touch? <laughs> uh, Rick Flair continues to work over Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> Right. I noticed this. He hits a knee. He hits a knee. Do you know, the thing is, uh, I do like Harry Fan. He's always been the same. He's so slow and methodical with certain moves, but they look but, so powerful. Uh, but then after the knee to Benjamin's head, he turned around. He turned his back on the hard camera, and his ass is destroying them pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's old man ass, isn't it? Yeah, but I did like how Flair was you know, targeting the legs. Yes. Work on legs. Keep them grounded. Because that's it. It's, it's fucking up here, isn't it? It's up here, isn't it? He can't should, be flying anywhere. We don't see it enough now. He can't be running out ring like fucking Spider-Man. If I have, I've fucking, seen if I have smashed one of his wheels. Just flip, spot, yeah, flip, this is dive, what we see spot, with, dive, flip, this is finish your spot, see. finish your dive, finish your flip, <laughs> roll up. This is what we see with Rob Van Damme, though. Rob Van Damme, he gets worked over for three quarters of an hour on his leg. Then all of a sudden he's doing backflips and shit. Do you know what I mean? There's no stories telling nowadays. Sign of the night. Do you know what I'm going to say? An Americans? No. Back break. <laughs> I don't know you know, it's on the hard camera. How did you I not saw, see it? it was I saw on, the Americans one. It was one. on the hard camera. Oh, what? The un-Americans one that was a big plank of fucking, like a MDF board. Yeah. Someone covered it in a flag and wrote un-Americans. Is it in a time warp or something? Do you know what I mean? that, that sign, if you're sat next no, to they, him... No, they're probably processing to get a test on this shit. Oh my God. And, yeah, so back rake. How did you not see it? It was two back rake. It was opposite the main camera most of the night. But, yeah, the un-American sign, if you're sat left, right, behind, you're fucked. It was about four foot of sign. Oh, yeah. How they got that I in? Hate, I hate <laughs> signs that shows. I, do, yeah, I think back in the day, from a visual standpoint, like when, it looks raw, awesome when raw stuff, TV. and you've got purple signs, green signs, blue, you know, all these different colours and that, it looks amazing, everyone looks hyped. But then there is that old... Thick and thing of were they given out backstage? Do you know, like, can you remember her fucking secrets of wrestling or whatever it was that Sky One had them years ago? Um, they, She's a stunt, yeah. ready. <laughs> <laughs> All these wrestlers, if they're found out, their jobs are at risk. <laughs> You've got a wrestler, three quarters faces showing. It's like, yeah, we could probably kind of work out. Well, Christopher Daniels, one of them. Uh, I'm fucking sure Christopher Daniels was no, one of them. No, but somebody on this paper was. Oh. I'll give you a hint, he's a bellend. Eugene, Sylvan. Nope. R- Bob Conway. Yeah. Oh, there, one fucking surprise, man. But I'm sure Christopher Daniels was one. Uh, he was the uh, private pain. If I am wrong on that, please let us know. <laughs> Figure four time, middle of the ring, what will Shelton do? Good old leverage comes in hand and he reverses it. I wonder, do you know, years ago, I used to always remember to put my brother in a figure four leg lock and I'd get him to reverse it. And... It never hurt. <laughs> it? But it hurt him right bad when I had it in, in figure four. Because I'd do it on properly and proper push down that shin bone. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing on your bone. <laughs> it's bone to bone. So good old leverage. Uh, he gets sheltered away. Flair gets the ropes. Uh, chop City from Flair. Uh, gets him a one count. Just one chop. Boom! Down. 
Uh, Flair goes nuts, goes for a chair. The referee straight away swipes it away. And then King pipes in. What is he doing? To which chair responds, What do you mean, what's he doing? What do you expect him to bring in? A bazooka? fucking <laughs> JR! <laughs> yeah! He's back! He's back! The JR! And I'm sorry, this tonight, especially the main event, he was so hyped for it. This is the JR I want. There were no botching, no sloppiness. He was, was on form. He was on fucking fire this evening. Um, Dragon Whip from Shelton, it knocks Flair down. Shelton works over Flair and gets a Flair corner spot, uh, which we got the Flair flop early doors. We were yeah. going to get the corner spot at some point. you, you got to do it. Yeah. Flair begs off and then delivers one hard thunderous chop. And he's back up to the top for the Phoenix Splash. Oh, he gets cut off yet again. Uh, Stinger Splash and Flair seems to have something in his hand. It's weird how he gave him brass knucks, but he never fucking used him. One flying clothesline later, and after 9 minutes and 30 seconds, after defeating Allen two straight fucking matches in a row on Raw, he's now defeated the 16-time world champion on his pay-per-view debut. Congratulations, Shelton Benjamin. Now, I cannot wait to see... That was a great opener. ...how it dies from here. Um, so, yeah, opening contest, brilliant. I was a bit concerned Probably at the start. One of the best Raw pay-per-view openers we've ever had. Evolution. <laughs> um, it didn't have the, the the issue that I had with a lot of these matches, especially we'll get in a bit later with the tag affair, that it, that felt like a raw match with yeah. a raw segment with Eugene coming out and it was a raw. It was a thing. raw segment. This was two raw guys wrestling a pay per view match, and if you're fighting Flair, Flair's always going to bring it. And I think tonight Shelton brought it as well, yeah. and I thoroughly enjoyed. I was I was concerned it's, that I wasn't going to enjoy it. I'm looking. I want to see how. Fucks up. <laughs> no, at the same time, I don't want oh, to see it. Mr. Benjamin, we cannot wait to see where it all goes wrong for you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> don't let this thing go. Oh, I showed you! Did I tell you? Oh, he's a mastermind! One hard, thunderous chop. And Flair again knocks down Sheldon Benjamin, and again Flair climbing to the top turnbuckle. Oh, Nate's there you go. Flair's got something in mind. Oh. into the era podcast opening contest how many mavens do you give it zero mavens is no maven on the pay-per-view five mavens is maven eliminating the undertaker in the Royal rumble how many mavens out of five does that match get uh, solid three i'm bringing maven to every pay-per-view yes i did i'm down with that <laughs> so push fucking city for shelton benjamin then it seems going forward what um, would think go on one would think it, it would be, yeah. But as I said, it's, I'm not looking forward to seeing where it goes. <laughs> to his mum. When his mum comes on board. And he turns, now, where it goes for me, it goes wrong, is when he goes full heel and dyes his hair. Yeah. And goes the gold standard. 
looking like <laughs> I was going to say an Oscar but it does Careful. look a bit like an Oscar Oscar <laughs> an Oscar trophy oh a gold dust <laughs> a gold dust <laughs> gold dust is the black dust dark red Todd Grisham is backstage with Randall and it seems that everyone's forgetting that Foley said it'll be Cactus tonight because everyone's yeah. referring to Foley as Foley and, and even Orton come out of Cactus team well Orton corrects himself Right, and Orton says Mick, and then he says Cactus, but then he goes back to Mick. And then, as you said, when he comes out, uh, J.I. even comments that he's in his Cactus Jack gear, but he does. He comes out to uh, car crash noise. Da, da, da. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, Mick's like an old, sad, toothless dog. You put him down, and you put him out of his misery. I am so looking forward to this match. I remembered it. From, I remember it being This awesome. was the only one I kind of remembered from years ago, only for the blood. And I remember he loses. We're not talking Eddie Guerrero, Judgment Day, seeing a couple of episodes time, level of blood loss, but Randy loses a fuck ton of blood. And I'm old school, me. I love a bit of blood in wrestling. <laughs> not it. enough blood being spilled nowadays. Up next, match number two, Coach versus Tadgers. Michael, how did we get here? So, one, Yoshimura to, J- to Jerry. <laughs> But we say one Yoshi Tatsu. They all look the same, Vince. <laughs> one Shinsuke Yoshi Nakamura Asuka Tadges the third. What a human scudder. <laughs> one fucking Jimmy Wang. <laughs> one young dragon to <laughs> Vince, they're all the same, damn it. <laughs> That's that's their thoughts, not ours. That was the opinions of WB's uh, That's Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn. That was what we were just portraying. It was a parody then. They're all the same, damn it. Because they all look different. Everybody How's he supposed to climb a damn ladder if he can't open his eyes and see, damn it? <laughs> so, Michael, how did we get here? To Tadges Nakamura Asuka. The third, Funaki, against the coach of all coaches, the coach cunt. Just like the ba- ultimate backs, you're in the guy. <laughs> uh, so we got here, because TJ wanted to fit in when he got drafted. Like general. you do. Was, you know, you, you're in a new place, you want to make friends with your new colleagues. Of course. So they uh, tried to make him do a prank. They want him to spray, yeah. praise An initiation, some may say. Yeah. But you missed into the next guy walks through that door. And that person had to be... Coach Cunt. <laughs> of all people. Leading to this evening's contest. Um, obviously we had um, Raw the last week. Uh, was Al Snow. Uh, it was two weeks before, wasn't it? Al Snow was the five-star ninja. Shinobi. Uh, uh, Shinobi, to our new-gen fans. Uh, basically, if Shinobi lost, then Coach Cunt would get a match with Tadgers at the pay-per-view. And he did. And it was brilliant. Because on Sunday Night Heat... Obviously, your, your commentators are Coach Cunt and Al Snow. And they were still in full gimmick of, it's your fault that I'm fighting. And Al Snow's like, well, it's your fault that you've put us in the, into these circumstances. You've got to get us out. And he's saying, you're on your own tonight, buddy. You're going to get your ass kicked. You're on your own. Going to get your ass kicked. So we'll get I was to, wondering get where Al Snow was. So, what did you reckon to the gear of Coach Cunt? So we've got sweatband, sunglasses, tank top and shorts. Quite the look. As I said. Every single backstage <laughs> indie guy in the uh, 2000s. Create a wrestler. Do you remember like on the old SmackDown games where you could go custom and you'd go <laughs> random no. and it'd be basketballer. 
does. He does. He It looks a bit out there. Uh, it makes me chuckle that Coach takes his sweatband off before he starts wrestling. Yeah. I thought the idea of nice. the sweatband was to keep the sweat. Ah, well, Coach ain't gonna sweat. He doesn't move out of second gear. Um, coach. Uh, with the arm drag to start yeah. the match. So he's been ready for miles to Them Japanese wrestling moves, mate, I'm telling you. Uh, we get the first kick from Tajers against Coach running away. Uh, Tajiri kicks the post, though, and Coach gets angry. Um, which, straight away, you were like, oh, so Coach is going to... Oh, Coach is going to dominate. Yeah. Coach is going to dominate because straight away, early doors where he was kicking the post. In. It's only his second kick, and he kicked the post, and that's it, fuck. <laughs> a one-kick-legged man ass-kicking contest never wins, does it? <laughs> Um, coach, he does a Bret Hart special and he wraps the Jerry's leg around the ring post. Uh, coach continues to work over the leg. The crowd all but seem a bit surprised that Coach is having so much offence. It was weird I because was. everyone was really quiet and stunned and a little bit like... It's like, why are they letting Coach this? get offensive? Uh, like, to the point where he's, we got a lot of booze and stuff and to the point where you are... Way to put over your new guy. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Tadges has been drafted. Way to put him over. You could have put him against... You could have put him with Hurricane against Bellens. 100%. Uh, coach with a back heel trip into a leg lock. <laughs> Go on, Coach, come. Uh, Tajiri reverses and Coach goes to work on Tajiri's leg once more. And in the distance, you can hear a faint bullshit chant. And it's like, I agree. Yeah. Coach should not be getting this. Like, imagine Vince. Uh, Vince. Was... Imagine Eric Bischoff yeah. when he fought against Austin. I know he's a different level of star, but it's still an active professional wrestler. It's much offensive. Uh, could you imagine if Bischoff has got Austin in leg locks and, and fucking Kamoris and stuff like that? Armbars and that. Even though legit, Bischoff probably could kick Austin's ass. Because he's a fucking great. black belt in a hiya. Right? You can hammer him if he probably wanted to. But it's fine. <laughs> We get a sunset flip from Tajiri, which gets a two count, and then it's back to the leg for Coach Con. Uh, Tajiri, I swear though, there is like how many? I swear there is when they came up with this match, like how many uh, road breaks and leg locks do we get? Well, it's way of I suppose it is a way of keeping Coach looking strong because you've got to make Coach look strong, obviously. For some reason. Um, yeah. But also, kind of masquerading his very limited wrestling ability. Like, JR went in on commentary about how prior to joining WWE, Coach was quite athletic. Well, since he's been here, he's let him send go a little bit. The fat bastard. But remember, they hated each other not even a year ago. Nah, I, I don't think... I, the thing is, I think JR, I always get this from listening to his podcast. I find it very interesting because obviously the, 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 the stuff he's seen from the best view in the house throughout his entire yeah. history of my life being a wrestling fan near enough. Do you know what I mean? Give or take 10 years of me being alive and JR was on weekly TV. Um, but I think he's always been a bit, I wouldn't say scared, but always been a bit cautious about the next big thing and the new kid on the block. Do you know what I mean? Making mm. sure that, yeah, so don't let him get too close because it's all about good old JR. That's uh, why he's not getting giving up his seat on AEW. He's never, never. Even though if he's like, jungle... Jungle, J Jimmy J John Jacob Jr. <laughs> Liam Perry's boy. <laughs> jungle Jack, J Jungle boy, boy Jack, boy, boy Jack Jungle, boy Jack Jungle, Jimmy boy. Uh, Tajiri, he kicks the fuck out of Coach's back and he gets out of the hold. Uh, Coach catches Tajiri coming into the corner and up he goes, fucking sunset flip, finish blast time. Fail though as Tajiri ties Coach up in the corner and delivers a lovely sounding baseball slide mm. which gets a two count. He proper had that. Sounded. is good at that noise. Well, I think he wears the perfect type. I've always said this. 
Uh, depending on what sort of pants you wear, well. if you wear like a fucking uh, a thigh pad or something like what they're wearing cricket, like a thigh guard, yeah. that'd make a solid smack, a beautiful. You're not going to hurt your leg either. No, no, of course. Uh, has been elbow and drop kick turns the tide for Tadgers. Kick, kick, punch, 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 kick, 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 punch, punch, punch. Reversal and coach almost steals the match by putting his legs on the ropes, but referee Jack don't realise it. Fucking get that. Can't get one over old Jack. Tarantula time and coach sells it absolutely beautiful. The camera pans on him and goes, yeah, 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 fucking get off me, you cunt. But how, was, how long was he counting for? Well, it's like it's like um, the ten punch. Uh, any ten punch in a corner, uh, you can probably hit four or five punches between the ref going, one. Yeah. Two, <laughs> and it's supposed to be a counter. The thing is, though, it's always been classified as a count of five. It's not five seconds. It's a count of five. So is that five just at referee's discretion? Even though a pin has to be a th- has to be seconds. Well, yeah, but that's a pin. It's not a count of five. It's, it's wrestling. Look, get the rule book out. Um, Tajiri sets up uh, for a hi-ya, but a Ric Flair-looking gentleman rushes to the ring. <laughs> and to assist... It is Garrison Cade, who it looks like he's now going to be Coach Cunt's new bitch. Yeah. He pops to Jerry in his gob. And so why not have... Um, Coach is on a winning streak in six and a half minutes. Why not recruit Cade on this build and then have, you could have had them two have this match here to meet instead? I think so because... Like, I mean, it's two wrestlers. I think because then no one cares about Al Snow in, in, in the nicest way possible. Yeah. Um, and Garrison Cade has just been... Uh, Left by his partner, so he's but he's not really been doing much as a tag team. Do you know what I mean? They kind of they had that little bit of storyline revolution with the yeah. stolen money and stuff. They got like a match at Mania, yeah. So, um, I think because it was just a four way and we needed a fourth team, yeah. Um, but they, they, I can I think for me, as much as I agree with you that to bring him in with coach in the build, but then if, if he was to play the role of Al Snow, he can't be taking such a shit loss if you're going to build him up as a star. If we're going to say that. Cade's going to be the equivalent for coach that Jindrak's going to be for long on Smackdown. So That's why you could have booked it. Mm. Hey, Coach trying to get a, a cheap one here yeah, and almost stole it Coach. Did he win? He thinks he's won. Coach, he thinks he's won. Coach hoped he had won, but he did not. Good officiating by Jack Dole. You can't believe the referee saw his feet on the road. So our second match of the night then, Michael, what did you think? Overall thoughts of Coach Cunt versus Tajiri Nakamura-san? I'd give it a zero Maven. Zero Maven stars out of Mavens? Yeah. Wow. Really a zero? I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not, I think I enjoyed I, I, it more I, I because I'm surprised that way. seriously as a competitor. Oh no, never, never. The fact that he was getting so much momentum. But I think I was invested because of how much Coach was getting over. I was like, what? And again, back to the leg again. I was like, come on, Tad, just kick the cunt. <laughs> just kick him. And I would, I'd probably give it a one Mavens out of Mavens. Five Mavens. <laughs> Too many Mavens, all the Mavens. Yeah, I'd give it one Maven out of Mavens. 
Yeah, definitely. So but, that was a point five. <laughs> so far, on average, it's a point five. Uh, we get hyped for tonight's main event as we see um, a clip from Heat of Alan arriving tonight in Edmonton. But why hasn't it arrived with the boys? Because they've got to show him carrying his title belt. And his title belt? Oh shit, it's the days leave the memories alone. Um, he's carrying his ring gear. He's got to look fucking level of importance tonight. Obviously, a bit later, we see Shawn Michaels enter. We see Benoit yeah. enter. Because it's where it all begins again, but ends. But up begins. It carries on. It ends. <laughs> and everything carries on. Up next, match number three. Two versus one. Chris Jericho versus that CLB and Trish Stratus. The filthy, dirty, disgusting, disgusting brutal, bottom-feeding trash bag Ho. I just wanted to know maybe at some time if you'd like to go out and grab a bite or... Uh, so are you asking me on a date? Yeah, I guess I am asking you on a date, Trish. Well, I would love to go on a date with you. I can't stop thinking about you. Night and day. All the time. I can't stop thinking about you no matter what I do. I don't want that to stop. So fucking going on. So take us back from WrestleMania. 
Thank God I got to fucking start. <laughs> so there was one Canadian dollar. So yeah, take us from WrestleMakes. Everyone who's followed us will know where we're bound. You story. know what's going on. So yeah, take us how we got here from WrestleMania. So during that 20. match at WrestleMania between Chris Jericho and Christian. Which was a great match. It was a great match. Trish Stratus ran down during that match. And it appeared that she was in Jericho's corner. She did. Yes. However, after that match, after Christian got the victory, boom! Straight across the face of Jericho. Christian takes him down with an unprettier, and then they make out over him. And <laughs> Jericho that. was pissed off at them both still. And wanted this match, well, Christian asked for this match, actually. Yeah. If you recall. Because Christian. In a weird little way, wants to see Trish Stratus get beat up. Because he's a creepy little bastard like that. Yeah. And he's just... He's, Vulnerability. Yeah. He, he, t- he, wants to, he wants to win, but he also wants to see Trish get beat up. But then he can be the, oh, come here, I'll look after you, I'll make it up. He's a creepy little fucker. Um, we get a promo package before the match starts. We get highlights of the feud. Jericho asking Trish on a date uh, when he says he can't stop thinking about her. We get the first kiss. Christian saying that Trish ruined their friendship and he has to take matters into his own hands, hence clothesline and beating up Trish. Uh, we get Man- and then getting off with you. And then we get Mania 20 when he gets off with her with the Trish double cross. Uh, since then, Jericho was vowed to avenge his loss and we're here tonight. Uh, Trish Stratus sporting a lovely little white top. Yep. Um, did you catch King's comment? I did. But he didn't even make a joke out of. <laughs> he said... How can you look at Trish Stratus and not have hard feelings? <laughs> and then JR, he butts in and says, I'm really disappointed in her. I honestly thought she was a really nice young woman and it breaks my heart. I love it how both commentators are seeing this from a whole different way. We've got Jerry seeing it from a perverted old man's point of view. Yes, now she's a heel, we're seeing more flesh. <laughs> but JR's seeing it from, ah, well, she was a good little girl. And now she's a slut. <laughs> a Jezebel. <laughs> a no now ho um, so yeah, what did you reckon to Trisha's um, ring gear? Probably the best ring gear at night. <laughs> she, she, she's alright. Um, I like that JR goes in on uh, King for looking at her tits. He's like, what's wrong with you, Jerry? Ain't you seen a pair of boobs before? <laughs> <laughs> Puppies! <laughs> um, I like how Jericho and Christian are nearly in matching attire. One's in blue, one's in orange, but they've got very much same design pants where yeah. it's a circular logo halfway down on the pants. It is like, oh, you can tell you were once a tag team. Were bros. Yeah, you were, you were, you were. And then, chicks equal trouble, man. That's it, man. Chicks before dicks. <laughs> Those for <hoes. laughs> Um, slot, 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 is all the crowd seemed to want to chant for the entire match, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> loved it. Um, so- I'd love to see the storyline now. Oh, man. With these crowds. <laughs> That's the thing. I want to see old Please. school crowds. Ruthless universe. The problem is, though, that the, the people that, that were there then, like chanting slot, 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 they could be in their 40s and their 50s now. Yeah. And they're watching their kids watching that and thinking, oh, I think a lot more wild when I was younger. But I, small, I imagine it'd be very hard for them to kind of go to. I, I find it difficult now to go to a WWE live event in 2020 now we're in. Um, because you don't get the oomph and the passion that you did going no. to a WWE live event in the early 2000s. It's a whole different ballgame. A lot more passion from the fans. A lot more anger towards yeah. sluts. 
sold the match itself then. Uh, Jericho, he knocks down Christian and chases, uh, chases Trish even. Uh, we get a signature cocky pin from Jericho that draws a bunch of cheers from the Canadian crowd. And Jerry's like, see, Jericho's still trying to impress Trish. Trish don't want you. She wants a creepy little bastard instead. Uh, Trish, she distracts Jericho, but it fails as Christian gets taken down again. Uh, Stratus then, she's knocked off the apron and sells being upset. Perfect. Yeah. She's so fucking she's brilliant. Why is she not a heel for so much like longer in her career? Because we, she spends we, have heel, we have heel TNA. We have heel with Vince McMahon, and we have heel with this, and that's it. This lasts for a while, though. Well, it's yeah, only until Tonko. <laughs> oh no, because she's face when she's against Mickey James, isn't she? Mm. And she's face she's against again after that, I think. Oh, is she? oh, so it does come round again then. I think oh, so. That 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 makes me feel a little bit. And then she's face when she leaves. Yeah, because they're all now they're all faces. No matter what you were back in the day. If you're a veteran, you're a, a legend of the of the past. You're yeah, a face. face. Everyone's a face. Iron Sheik comes back. Face. Face. Everyone's a face. Uh, Christian, he hangs Jericho on the top and drives him into the guardrail. A uh, big CLB chant from the front row. Only the front row. you got yeah. CLB. Only for like five CLB chants and then they had enough. Uh, Christian in control on the outside and back in the ring he works over Y2J's head. Tag to Trish who delivers three big slaps to Jericho. Wow, slut chance ring out around the arena. The chick kick connects. And then she does a Shane O'Mac shuffle. She does the night. Well, I'm serious, Jericho's little dance. <laughs> it looked more like Shane O'Mac shuffle. <laughs> Which is, that could have been inspired from Jericho's little dance, maybe. Yeah. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. <laughs> maybe Shane O's done doing the shuffle backstage. <laughs> Business meetings and that. I got an idea for creative. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> punch, 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 punch. Swing, 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 swing. <laughs> leap of faith! <laughs> just leap, Shoot the star. Leap of faith off everything. Leap of faith off like the printer and shit. <laughs> dad, watch! watch. I, I, I'm a wrestler, Dad. Uh, Jericho goes for Trish, but she makes the tag. Christian goes to work on Jericho, and the crowd are behind Jericho as fuck. Yeah. Uh, Walter Jericho attempt is blocked, but Jericho hits the turnbuckle and lands on Christian the bollocks. And I loved how it was quick. It was like, yeah. if you're going to fall back, you're going to fall. If momentum's going to take you, you're not going to stumble for a second. Oh, well, that's what with Triple H yeah. in a couple of years. Well, no, that, yeah, but that was taking the pistol, wasn't it? That was yeah. like off air and stuff. But if you're in a normal match, you still have that two or three seconds where they're... You need to oh, be better. And then they're going to fall. I think it was brilliant. Um, we got a lovely Northern Light suplex from Jericho. Uh, Jericho on the middle rope. Kick to Christian. Um, he's facing... Uh, got his back to Christian. Donkey kick to Christian, but then Trish, another slap, and Christian nails a lovely reverse, his little reverse DDT for a two count. Uh, Christian slaps Jericho, goes for um, goes to catch him in the walls, but Trish comes in and gets spanked because divas. Like, it was all That's going what well. To bad girls. It was all going well until that point. It was like, oh, yeah, because she's been a naughty girl. Uh, Christian comes in, hits the unprettier, tags Trish. I'll kick the fuck out of him. You come in, pin him. I mean, no, Jericho kicks out the one-two. Oh! He clotheslines Trish. The crowd loves it. And then he's clotheslined by Christian. Yeah, about a one violence. Every, yeah. Everyone's down. As they get up, Jericho begins to make the baby face come back. Uh, Jericho drives Christian into ropes and nearly spikes Christian with yes. that nasty-looking ball. He was it looked like he was having a seizure after he spiked. 
I loved after that spot that uh, Kingy wanted to go and he was desperate to leave the announce booth to go and help Trish. Oh, Trish. What, what, would you, what would you actually do, love, King, if you were there? Like, <laughs> does it smell funny to you? If JR went, go on then, cock, go on, crack on, go and help her out. <laughs> does it smell like chloroform? Uh, the lion salt attempt is blocked by Christian's knees. Uh, Christian locks in a cloverleaf of all moves. Yeah, we're in. Alberta. Why not go for sharpshooter? Because that's for the main event. Even Triple H has made sure that only the people put on the sharpshooter in Canada are in my match. <laughs> uh, Trish runs in and she gets put into uh, a wall's leading Christian to roll him up for a two. Uh, Jericho though catapults Christian into Trish, into the corner, and wins with his new finisher, the running Insiguri, the Alberto Del Rio special, in the around the title. 11 minutes. End of feud. Should be. Or is but... it all begins again? I'm hoping it's the end. I don't know going forward what well, happens from here. I know we do get, I think we get another one at Bad Blood. What, are these two again? Because of Tonko. Oh, for, oh, oh, fucking hell, that twat comes soon, doesn't it? I do like Tyson Tonko. I think Christian, it does help Christian being a little bastard. Having some proper muscle behind him. Yeah, it worked um, for HBK. So yeah, what did you reckon to... Uh, Jericho versus Tristan I thought Christian. It was a decent match. So, uh, but then Jericho and Christian, uh, they're going to have to put on a decent mid card match. So I would give that uh, probably a three out of five Maven. Oh, three Mavens out of five Mavens. If uh, it was, if I had a bit more, show me what Trish Strauss it might have gone No, I think I'd have to agree with you. I think I'd probably give that a three. I, no, I think we got enough Trish. Um, I think Trish was used in the spots perfectly. Um, yeah. I love because like, what can I you do love, with intergender wrestling? She, no, wait, it's and not only that. I don't that. want to go off topic. It's not only that. About anything <laughs> that's happened recently. Oh god, tell these lass. The new. Do you know what I want to see? I want to see Otis go for SmackDown Women's Title. Equal, you know what? Like, equality in that. A wrestler could say, "I now identify as a female," <laughs> and they could challenge for the women's title. And I want Velveteen Dream to come out and say, "I uh, officially enter myself in the Women's Royal Rumble." <laughs> and then go to win Number it. thirty. Yeah, go Velveteen to win Dream. It. Be brilliant. Uh oh, looks as Cloverleaf attempt here. Uh oh, 
good submission move by, oh, no. by Christian. Oh, she's got conscious. And this Texas Cloverly submission move. That, that's locked in. I think, I think this is going to be very humiliating. Jericho's going to have to tap out in front of not only Trish, but... Jericho, Jericho may be tapping in any heartbeat here. Come on! Jericho trying to reverse the pressure. Put the pressure on Christian. Jericho turning on his back here. Whoa! Inside Brennan, no, no, no. Backstage, where Eugene is looking through the latest Divas magazine, and he accidentally strolls into the women's locker room. He runs into Gail Kim, who is looking beautiful. Uh, she we- screams, and then he screams because she's screaming. And then Molly comes in, and Eugene brilliantly rubs Molly's head, <laughs> and they're all screaming. William Regal comes in. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. he takes her away, not before he's had the longest perv ever. Ladies, I'm so sorry. That was brilliant. I, I'm loving Eugene. Everything about Eugene. I think it's a. I, this was a hilarious segment, but it soured for me because of uh, Victoria's entrance going into the next match. Why? Because the fucking network theme for her fucking sucks. No, uh, not well, not that. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so when Victoria's walking down to the ring, don't know if you caught it, uh, she went to give a fan a fan a hug and a kiss, like a Make a Wish kid. Alright. See, so they've just seen that. Someone yeah. Getting, someone who's had the I think that was just that was just piss ripped out of her. I, I think that was just bad timing, maybe. <laughs> really just but they, they knew that Victoria's coming out next. <laughs> be a star. Don't be a bullet. Um so yeah, up next, leading beautiful. The fourth match in the first hour. To Victoria, but look at the length of the times we've had so far. I mean we are four rushing. matches in one hour. You'd think that we had fifteen matches to get through this evening. But oh no we don't. We've got four left. And up this. next, it is time for your woman's title match. It is Victoria versus Botchlita. Face versus face. Both making their backlash singles debuts, yeah. which I found very surprising Especially for Botchlita. Yeah. I thought I could have sworn she had a match at in 2001 mm. against China. Yeah, they did. They did no, they did, but it was later in the year. It was so Judgment it Day. I thought that was a rematch. Um, no, I think it was later in the year because it was after she won the woman's title from Ivory at Mania. Yeah. So it would have been after. So later in the year. It wasn't directly after. I don't because that was Judgment Day, yeah. the other one. I thought you had two. Fucking, they might be wrong. We're, we're just believing what commentators tell us, Michael. Well, I ain't done no research. I never believe what they tell us. I done no research seeing if this were Lita's first fucking. Someone tells me a Mr. Yoku drives a powerbomb. I'm not going to believe him. <laughs> it's a powerbomb. <laughs> or someone tells me a sit down powerbomb is a tiger bomb. I'm not going to believe him. Yeah. 
Um, so how did we get here, Michael? Because I, I fuck if I can remember. Uh, <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, bro. It was either a couple of weeks, two oh, weeks ago or last week. No, it was the Battle Royal. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. You know, every single elimination happened during the outbreak. <laughs> yeah, I remember how we got here. Everyone came out. Outbreak. There's Lita, Trish, and Jazz left. Because <laughs> it's Monday Night Raw. Where there's and then Jazz went straight away. Evolution. So then the match itself. Um, straight away, off the bat, before any move. The first line from JR was brilliant. The bell rang and then JR was like, compliment on, complimented Jerry on how good he was tonight so far. And noticing the attire of all the demons. Jerry's focused this evening. Um, they start off by testing each other with wrestling sequence and both girls get a solid hand from the crowd. The crowd are quite impressed. It was like a, a Divas version of RVD versus Jerry Lynn. Doing their own little spots. Then they both stop and go, yeah! And then the crowd will again applause their little performance. Uh, we get a weird spot where Victoria and Lita fall out of the ring together and tie up. And yeah. I don't know whether that wasn't planned or not because they both looked a little bit disorientated when they realised they were outside. Bush. Boss Lita, <laughs> what did I say? Um, we get a slam from Victoria and we get the booty shake moonsault, which gets a two count. Oh, there's a cool moonsault. <laughs> it's a cool moonsault. No, Eve Torres, because with the twerk moonsault, that was a better one. Um, a suplex from Victoria gets a two. Uh, time to wear down Lita, though, as Victoria moves into a lovely surfboard stretch. It was beautiful, the transition to get her up. Here's one I've always been impressed by that sort of move because yeah. it's, that is very much a balance of weight, weight and yeah, it's. Brilliant. Victoria goes for a TKO, or could it be a torture rack? Could it be an F5? No one knows. As Lita, it, no, it was a way of setting Lita up to get a fucking head scissors. That's all that was. That was just as useful as Ric Flair climbing up for his Phoenix Splash. Um, Lita, though, she's on fire. Scoop slam, elbow drop combo, gets a two count. After a suplex, Lita does a terrible kick into a tilt-a-whirl. I've always been a bit concerned about Lita's kicks. <laughs> they never touch. It's like she's dragging them away the minute she draws leg out. It's like, no. <laughs> um, F5, though, this time into a side slam from the champ and a two count after a sleeper hold uh, from Lita, which was quite a good spot because Lita, like, she got a sleeper and then she threw a leg round the neck as well. Yeah. And the choke the cunt out. <laughs> But Victoria got out of it, hits an F5 into a side slam. Uh, up that top, was a cool, cool it was a cool slam. spot. It was, it, it was a nice well, transition. It, it was a nice transition. It, that should have should be a finisher. She has got yeah. a cool finisher anyway, but that could potentially be a finisher for a diva. It's definitely a diva finisher. Would you even use the finisher to finish the match? Because you don't need against Botch Lita. <laughs> Uh, up top for a moonsault, but Lita, better than Lita's. But Lita rolls out of the way, but doesn't roll out of the way enough, and still gets her full frontal both from Victoria in the moonsault. That still should have been. But like, it was a better moonsault than. Uh, yeah, but right, it's got an arc. We've had this conversation a hundred times when we discussed Lita's moonsault. Lita just throws herself backwards and just flips her legs over. Where like the the arc of the perfect moonsault, the Kurt Angle, the Cody Rhodes, the arc of the perfect moonsault, the Essie Rios. Used yeah. to do a beautiful Takamichinoku. The Maven. Ta- Takamichinoku used to do a beautiful moonsault. The Maven. The Maven. <laughs> the Maven. Like the the Maven used to do a beautiful moonsault. And um, the finish of the match, we get a reverse <laughs> twist of fate from Lita gets a close near fall. She attempts a DDT, but it's blocked. And Victoria, it's lovely how she flips out of it and then flips herself back out of like a backslide attempt mm. to get a, a small uh, to inside cradle. Victory in around seven and a half minutes, which was impressive. The Divas got that much. Um, yes, still your Raw Women's Champion. 
all of your women champion, um, Victoria. What did you make to the match? For women's match, it was pretty decent. Uh, that spinning side, F5 into side slam, beautiful. And the moonsault, as we said. But the roll coming out of nowhere, good, but he should have been. He should have. She, she should have at least hit Riddle's peak. I agree. If you're gonna, especially if, you're if you're just still to gonna go over, she still went over. There wouldn't have been anything wrong with her jumping out of the um, backslide, and then actually kick to the gut into the widow's peak, or even the widow's peak out of the backslide. Yeah, do you know what I mean? There could have been a way, but Victoria, in position. I suppose it's a weird one because Victoria's been a champion for quite a while now. When three just months, four media. Three, so, so she had a good, she had a good three months run then. Uh, a two and a half months, three months, give or take, um, where she's not really done much. We, we, she's had matches, uh, title matches because of contenders matches. Yeah. So like she fought someone because of a winner of a four way, wasn't it? Someone like that, and then she fought someone because the winner of a battle royal. Yeah. And it's give her, give me some proper. You've got enough of them on Raw. There's loads of them. But- Give me some proper diva feuds. But this is 2004, it's not 2000. No, I, yeah, I know. So the diva feuds are going to involve boobs and makeup and shit like that. But give me some diva feuds. Give me a reason why these women are fighting. Not just because it's a number one content. It's lazy booking. Lazy booking in the diva division. I don't like it. Victoria had envisioned when she took the high risk. And Victoria again now trying to counter Lita, trying to use her strength advantage. Here on Lita, and Lita Whoa. counters with nice technique. But the inside cradle, the inside cradle here. Got her, got her. And Victoria wins it with an inside cradle. Here is your winner and still the WWE Women's Champion, Victoria. What a great match. Certainly a hard fought match. After the match, oh, Michael, how many Mavens out of Mavens for Victoria versus Lita? Uh, I'd give it a two, but as I said, finish could have been a lot better. Two Mavens? I'd give it a one Maven out of five Mavens. Uh, I I, I, I want more from the women's division. I want more. I'm firmly behind the Divas Evolution of 2004. I'm the same. I want to see but more. The match was still good. I want Rose, fuck SmackDown with Tory Wilson and that. I want to see more from the women's division. SmackDown just feels tits bigger. Exactly. Um, after the match, Molly Holly and Gail Kim attacked both divas. Michael, wig watch. I'd rate that one uh, three out of ten. I, well, it, it was it was very uh, Mona. It was Molly Mona, wasn't it? Um, I think it was probably the same wig. It probably was. If anything. That's. Uh, it stayed on throughout the whole duration of the segment. Um, I'd, probably, I'd probably give it like an 8 out of 10. A strong 8 out of... I can't remember the scale we put it as. But yeah, definitely an 8 out of 10 weeks. Uh, because it stayed on. Molly still give oomph and it stayed on. Why did they both attack? Because, I, I don't know, Rogan introduced a woman's tag division. But So Molly wants her title back. Gail wants Molly to get Gail the title wants back. Molly to get the title back. It's the same logic of Sasha Banks and Bailey at the minute, where Sasha wants Bailey to stay their women's champion and she'll do everything she can to keep the women's title on Bailey. Well, so what what are you there for then? Is that your role now? No, you should be wanting to get the yeah, title. Exactly. There, I think there is going to be a face turn somewhere in the future for probably Banks. I think Bailey could be there. 
Karen complained to the manager gimmick for a long period of time. And oh. she's just a whiny cunt. And she's always been a whiny cunt. That's what I mean. It works perfect. She just, now nah, I don't want to hug you. <laughs> but I think Sasha, even though Sasha's better as the heel, I think Sasha's yeah. going to be the one that eventually does the face turn. And we have the Sasha Bailey. She's had more turns on him on the big show. Oh, she's getting, she's close. She's very close. At the end of that segment, JR finished it beautifully when he was screaming to Molly Holly, your hair's gone and so has your title. If you want it back, go and get a match. He's like, yeah, JR's got a fucking point. Stop beating up people just for no reason. But it was a raw match with the raw ending. Yeah, it wasn't pay-per-view. No, no. Where Compared to where we said about with the opening contest where it was uh, a raw match that was made a paper made into a pay-per-view match. Yeah. And had a pay-per-view feel about it, this had a raw feel. See, about this could have gone on there. Yeah. yeah, well then start with the Divas. The Divas can't open the show. They used to. If they can't, they can't open the show. Or Coach Cunt. No, because that again that's a filler match that has to go on after something. Or Bellens. You can't start with a match set on heat. No, you can't. I think I think they started it perfectly with. Even though I was concerned with Flair being the curtain jerker, I think because that has been the best match we've seen. This is match I agree, four. I'm just, I'm we've seen we've seen four matches, four matches. All of them. All of them in the space of an hour. We're like an hour and probably fifteen minutes no, in right it, now. This oh, was at the top the of the hour. hour. All right. So the program for the next match started at the top of the hour. Wow, wow. And speaking <laughs> of the next match, it is match of the night. Yeah. Randall Keith Orton the legend killer going up against the legend Cactus Mick Jack <laughs> dude love <laughs> no one knows what's going on <laughs> reality check Mick I'm the intercontinental champion I'm only 23 years old Mick I haven't even reached my prime yet and look at you you're fat Disgusting. You're all broken down. You're a glory hound. And you're blinded, Mick, by your own ego as to the fact that your time is over. If I have to beat it into your skull, Mick Foley, that in the year 2000, sure, you might have been the hardcore legend.
But in trying to recapture the passion that I thought I lacked at WrestleMania, I went back and I looked at the tapes. But it wasn't the barbed wire. It wasn't the tacks that caught my eye. It was my eye. And it was there that said deep down, maybe there was a little part of me that didn't mind inflicting that type of damage. Deep down when I heard the scream, the suffering, the agony, maybe deep down, I even loved it. Randy Orton, these were honorable men. They never spit in my face. They never took cheap shot, triple team efforts to send me to the hospital. But the fact is, when I had the chance, I wrapped the arm in barbed wire and I tore them apart. So if I were you, I'd be asking myself a simple question. And that question would be, then what the hell is this man going to do to me at Backlash, knowing full well he hates my guts? The answer, Randy Orton, is simple. I'm going to tear you apart. I'm going to take Barbie. And I'm going to take you off. I'm going to teach you what it means to be hardcore. I'm going to tear. I'm going to gorge. And I'm going to love it. He comes out with Mankind's theme music. But he's dressed. As Cactus Jack. But they're referring to him as... Mick Foley. So tonight, for one night only, There's the no three faces of Foley are going up against Randall Keith Orton. Michael, how did we get here? So once upon a time, <laughs> Man, Randall Keith Orton kicked Mick Foley down some stairs. He fucking did. Yes, he did. He referenced it in WrestleMania. Because it happened. Where Randall... Got a pinfall victory over Mick Foley. I do love how he refers to that, that I beat Mick Foley at WrestleMania. Because and even though you did, but that's not how the history books see it. The history books see it as evolution, evolution beat one. Foley yeah, 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 yeah. rock. But I love I love that. Continue. So Foley came back after WrestleMania. He wasn't happy that he was the happy go lucky Mick Foley. No, Santa no. Claus. No, he wasn't Santa Claus anymore. It was more Santa Claus than Santa Claus when he came back. So he decided he had, that he had an old friend who could help with the Orton problem. <laughs> I can't be a man. I know a man who can. Um, it's been a long-running storyline, if you think it, like, back at the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, McFoley took out Test so he could uh, take his spot out of the Rumble. I said, as, you get out there. As Cactus. As Cactus. <laughs> so who is Randy actually having the feud with? Is he having the feud with Cactus or having the feud with Foley? Start with Foley, but it turns to Cactus. But I, and then it goes back Foley, and then turn back to Cactus. If we got the, one of the weird things with Backlash is um, it's a kind of a long-running thing for this period of time where it is the WrestleMania hangover. So a lot yeah. of the storylines um, that you've got weeks and weeks and weeks of build-up to Mania, they, there's not that long a period of time between Mania and Backlash, but you've still got weeks of time to develop them storylines. So you get an extra two or three weeks. Because you've got of, enough time to start new storylines. Of course. Um, so you get like an extra two or three weeks additional stuff and like if you think with Randy Orton and Mick Foley it started way way back when where this match that we're having this evening Evolution Band from ringside IC Belt Online is the match that we had to begin with which made Mick Foley walk away and question his future and etc etc 
and then you get him coming back, getting spat in the face, and you've got the Full beat circle. downs, the beat downs. You've got, and then you've got Foley coming out. Now he's got this, in his found this inner fucking passion and this inner aggression that only he can only have when he embraces Cactus Jack's character. So now you've got that inner side, so you, you that that other side of it. Sorry, so you've got people then can go back to compare it to Cactus Jack against Triple H. Yeah. And then instantly think the level of danger that that match well, had. In my opinion, brings us to Triple feud with Cactus is what propelled Triple H to Absolutely. the star that he is. Absolutely. And jumping um, jumping a little bit ahead of time, when we go backstage after this match, when Randy Orton is bloody and beaten up and still full yeah, of fucking drawing, drawing pins, Triple H goes, tonight you went from legend killer to legend. legend. And literally what this match is the one that puts Randy from mid-carder I'm not. I don't think he's quite there yet, but he's not mid card no more. He's now serious. He's a serious contender for the world title. If it was on somebody else, and it is on somebody else at the minute in time. Spoiler alert. So the match itself then. Evolution is barred from ringside. Uh, Randy Orton brings a bin full of weapons, while Mick Foley brings Barbie with him. His barbed wire baseball bat. Yeah, that now, two by four. I loved. I no see. It wasn't I don't think, too well. Well, I don't. I think that wasn't meant to happen. But I think Randy being the fucking pro that he is, he used it to his advantage. So, picture the scene for those that have not watched the show and are somehow only following WWE by listening to what I'm about to say. <laughs> so, Mick Foley's walking down the ramp with his baseball bat full of barbed wire. It looks like a dangerous piece of equipment. And Randy Orton in the ring has found a 2x4 also wrapped in barbed wire, but not tightly like um, a honeybee's nest. Like yeah. it is with the two bat, with the baseball bat. This is just someone throwing a, throwing a bit of wood at a pile of barbed wire and opening it and stick together. But Randy, by picking it up and kind of holding it as a come on then, cunt, the bit of the barbed wire that's not wrapped around the bit of wood has got not wrapped wrap around the top rope. <laughs> so Randy Orton, for about five seconds, is a bit like, what the fuck do I do? And he lets go and goes for a trash can, but by the time he's got the bin, Foley's in the ring with Barbie, and then we're in the corner, all on his ass. All he's got to save his life is a fucking bin, and Foley's going to town on that bin. And Orton's face, he looks so scared. And then we're into the ringside, smashing it against a barrier, against a ring post, against a table. It's like any one of them shots. Actually, fucking, you missed it by a second or two and caught him. Orton's a dead man, because I don't believe it's razor wire. No. I believe it's metal, though. I don't think it's plastic wire. I think it's because of... It could be plastic wire paint, and it could just be because fucking everything's fake in wrestling. Do you know what I mean? But I think... I don't believe it's razor wire. I don't believe it's as no, sharp it's as the... Not. Do you know what I mean? The, the claim it is. But I believe it is wire, and the speed that Foley were launching these shots... He was swinging through the room. I'm telling you. Uh, but yeah, opening... How, what did you... I was buzzing. Best way to start I this. was buzzing. This was like... It's a blood feud. Foley wants to kill him. It's a blood feud. We're not starting with a leg lock and an headlock and a takedown and an arm drag. We are starting with Foley fucking swinging that bat. For the fucking fences. Absolutely. Um, Orton absolutely shitting himself, running around the ring and even knocks a cameraman over, which added to the fucking drama oh. of it. It's a brilliant... And it wasn't meant to happen, which is the, because instantly we switched to another camera angle, yeah. which was just sort of... just didn't... The camera yeah, was You wouldn't have gone to that camera angle, would you? It was miles away. But oh, it was brilliant. Um, Orton attacks with a bin. 
A drop toward though, Randy gets he gets the uh, momentum on his side, a drop toward sends Foley into the steps, which makes a lovely noise. Because Foley knows exactly where to hit that step yeah. to get the best noise out of it. He's practiced that for years. He is the hardcore legend for Absolutely. a reason. Absolutely. Uh, Foley they fight over Barbie, um, but then uh, Orton attacks with a trash can. Three big shots, but ends up eating a boot. Um, Orton eats a can as Jerry compares this to Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. This one's actually got some it's, violence. Yeah, this yeah, th- that was a film. This is grim. <laughs> this gets grim. Uh, Mick Foley though, he starts flying around the ring. He's like proper moving quick. His baseball slide, and then it looks like he's actually gonna go for it again. And I'm like, Mick Foley, there is a reason why your legs are fucked yeah. because you're supposed to be retired, right? And you're still running around like you're a full-blown, full-time compare. <laughs> it's like. It's, there's a reason you can't walk but there's also a reason why people it's the Foley effect and there's also a reason why this match uh, is probably one of the bigger reasons why not one any other pay-per-view from Raw yeah. gets more attendance uh, it gets more buy rate sorry than this one does it's got to be that reason I was just about to say to be that reason. the Foley effect is in full effect here in Edmonton uh, Foley nails a swinging neck breakout on the outside before signalling for the Cactus Jack elbow uh, Orton gets up and heads up the ramp, but when Foley catches him, Orton, it's a sick sounding back suplex onto the steel. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, backslide on the ramp gets a two. Another sick fud when Orton slams Mick's skull into the steel for another two. Uh, that the, oh, It's like Foley it's, must be the greatest wrestler to ever wrestle against because he loves the pain yeah. element of it. He loves He'll it. He'll make it as real uh, as possible. Exactly. Make me fucking I can cry. Take it. Um, we go back to the ring. Orton grabs Barbie, but Foley fights him off with a low blow. Mr. Socko makes an appearance. Which but is Cactus Jack. Foley decides against it because... It's Cactus Jack. And it's like supposed to be no-hold-barred, hardcore style and stuff. So he's, he's like saying to the crowd, he's got Barbie in one hand and he's got Socko in the other hand. And the crowd are going, boo hey, boo hey. And he decides against it. He used to get the pop. Of course, of course. Uh, instead, he uses Barbie and Orton is busted wide open. A he learned from the best in the business, though. Blade job from Ric Flair's University of Blading. As Graduation well with honours. Absolutely. It's a beautiful blade job. There's blood fucking everywhere. Foley fires away. Uh, he just continues to grate Randy's face. He puts <laughs> he puts the barbed wire bat on Randy's crotch and drops the leg. Foley so, fucking love that spot. He turns to the camera with the biggest grin on his face. So has Orton got kids by this point? Or he's not going to get anywhere, not... fucking telling you. But this is ECW at its finest. It's just a beautiful, proper, hardcore wrestling spot. Orton is selling like a fucking pro. Like when, especially when he's grating it on Orton's face. Yeah. Absolutely, it's selling. It's amazing. Face. The blood's helping. His expressions were perfect. Uh, he, he gets wrestling on it. Orton it's gets it's fucking. He gets it. Following then, you get some petrol or and gasoline. Did you notice um, product placement? No, I didn't. Next to the gasoline, WD forty. <laughs> oh, was it? Label oh, facing camera. Oh, there you go then. Looking Sunday night he's sponsored by WD forty. <laughs> Backsplash sponsored by WD forty. Get the squeak out. Um, so yeah, he gets a fucking can of petrol, but Eric Bischoff he appears and says that if you like that bar buyer with that petrol. We're gonna get shut down. Pay-per-view's gonna end. No, it, no, it's not. Stop. Why? So I'm thinking, is there some form of law in Edmonton? Yeah. Bear can't? in mind, in uh, two years' time, we have a flaming table spot at Mania. <laughs> no, but it's not in Edmonton. So I'm saying, is there like a law, a, a uh-huh. law in Edmonton? Maybe that you can't. Maybe. Like, 
you can't use petrol indoors or maybe I don't know I don't know uh, let in, us know <laughs> yeah, if anyone from Edmonton or Canada that knows like what the laws are is there a reason why Bischoff's a knobhead and won't let him set fire to that baseball bat other than he's really a knobhead him to. Um, Foley chooses instead to bash out and add him with a cookie sheet that made a beautiful sound yeah, and then he goes out and gets a big piece of MDF covered in barbed wire but Orton's selling that, that cookie shot. Oh, right. That as well. And um, Orton's selling, well, we'll get to it in a little while, the selling with the fucking thumbtacks. Yes. He's selling in this match full stop. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, what I also find bizarre is the fact that Jerry Lawler is sort of infatuated with Randy Orton's body. Everything about his beautiful body, yeah. his model good looks. He won't be able to appear in this magazine now. He won't appear in that magazine now. Jerry's got a weird infatuation about young boys, hasn't he? <laughs> it's like a size with F it's clear that Orton has a bit of powder in his hand and he throws it at Foley who then body slams him onto the bed of barbed wire only has a two count though uh, sets the ball up in a corner and Irish whips Mick who goes face first into the barbed wire that was a beautiful spot I thought with the Irish whip oh because the Irish stopped then right before yeah and you got full force and then throwing him straight into it from being about two foot away. It's a brilliant spot. Um, Mick Foley chants a fucking ring around the arena as Orton gets out a big bag of thumbtacks. And Jerry and JR wonder what's in there. Mm, what, what is usually in a little uh, sack like that? It's a big water bomb. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, he attempts an RKO, but he's thrown onto the thumbtacks, can... giving us the most, probably the most iconic Randy Orton spot yes. of the Ruthless Aggression era. Of him getting thrown, just fl- flying through the air like Rob Van Dam, and landing onto this big pile of drawing pins, or thumbtacks, or we call them drawing pins. Yeah. Um, and he had must have had a drawing pin in every fucking section of his fucking back and his arms. And ow, fair play on any wrestler that is willing to take that spot, cause fucking ow, <laughs> that simple. You tell, ow, you could tell he was bracing. Before Foley was up. Oh yeah, he knew what was coming. He was like, uh, I, I, how about jumping here? Yeah, but you don't. I don't imagine you practice that spot. No. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's not in rehearsals. You just get thrown on. I'll do it on the night. Yeah. I'll do it on the night. At <laughs> once. <laughs> Fucking ow! Like I've caught a joint pin in my finger before, oh, but it's not gone all the way in. It's just a little. Fucking ah! Yes. Any wrestler does that. Fair fucking play. Um, they go up to the ramp because Randy Orton, I think he needs a minute or two to text his, fill these pins out of his hands. Because it's all, he, obviously in his arms, he's fighting adrenaline, adrenaline and drugs, and um, doing a wonderful cocktail for a back full of drawing pins. But when you're actually trying to like make a fist, and you've got drawing pins, you've got drawing pins sticking all over. So he's pulling them all these away. So they go up the ramp. Uh, Foley launches Orton off through multiple tables. And I thought it was beautiful because if we go up to the top of the ramp, and it looks like they go backstage, yeah. but the cameraman doesn't follow. Well, you're not, so you're, you're like, oh, what's going on? What's, what's happening? What, what's happening? And the next thing you know, boom, they're back again. And all of a sudden, Foley launches fucking Orton, and he lands beautifully through like a couple of crates that were set up with tables in them. It's a bit weird. I don't, it, like it, a hog pen. It was very much similar to King of the Ring 98. We'd take throws mankind. Yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah. With how he's, uh, just with how he's kind of flipped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And the four, well, the fours that look like they used. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, the worst thing was as well, if you think, if you're doing that full flip, I'd rather land like face first. You've got a back full of tacks. 
and you're getting thrown onto a table. Yeah. They're now all going to get pushed further, further into, into your back. <laughs> Fucking ow. All the refs are out. They tell McFoley that's enough. But he leaps off the ramp with the big cactus jack elbow drop. Somehow, though, Randy Orton gets a shoulder up because the crowd believed that was the finish. Yes. Because they all did their one, two, and all the crowd oh. did. They, everyone expected that to be... I kind of thought that was the finish, to be fair. Um, back to the ring, though, where Foley connects with the double-arm DDT for a near-fall. Out of desperation, though, Randy Orton uses Barbie to bust Foley open. With the crimson mask. Absolutely. There's blood everywhere. He ends up eating Socko, but breaks it with an uppercut and a low blow. Uh, Mandible Claw is on again, but Orton hits an RKO while locked in. But that isn't enough. But what is, is an RKO onto Barbie. And after 23 minutes and about three seconds, Randy Orton has turned from legend killer to legend. And I liked how it took two RKOs, the second one being onto Barbie. Right, let's go back to Triple H versus Mick Foley, Royal Rumble. It wasn't just a pedigree that put Mick Foley down, it was a pedigree onto tax. Yeah. He's not just... Mick Foley ain't the kind of guy that's just going to sell your shit. You've got you to make me hurt. <laughs> I can't believe the cactus kicked out of the RKO. I can't believe this entire match. This is, this is not, it's not even a match. It's a war. It's a, I don't know what you would call this. It's a slaughter. For me personally, match of the night, I thought it was absolutely fucking brilliant from five. Um, five, yeah, easily five mavens out of five mavens. I think this match, the word that best describe this match, disaster piece. Absolutely. That's like what Chris Masters is on the Indies. <laughs> the disaster piece. Um, but yeah, I loved everything about I love a good old school hardcore match with tables. I know this didn't really have tables, but kind of that it sort of did at the end. Yeah. But with tables and barbed wire and thumbtacks and all it's it needed, all it needed was a bowling ball. <laughs> right. Kitchen sink. Yeah. It was absolutely it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Everything about it. Oh and selling from Foley selling Foley running round a ring, being like a cruiserweight. Uh, this was very reminiscent of it. Foley Allen. It was absolutely, but that and if you think both, that was the one that this, made people stand up and start to look at Triple H as the next guy. This is the match. This is the match that's doing it for Orton. Orton's now a legend. I'm with Triple H. It was absolutely brilliant. It, one of, if not the greatest intercontinental title match that we've reviewed so far since probably, Vengeance 02. Probably till forever. <laughs> Can we review SummerSlam '92? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but absolutely fucking gobsmacked. And what do you do? Have a match of that fucking that size, that size. What do you do? Obviously, you have a promo backstage. So we go backstage. We see. Um, well, first before we go backstage, so it's we, your get, bed, we get we get Jerry. Well, before the advert, we get Jerry 
dicking on JR yeah. for not giving Randy enough props for the victory. And I'm kind of with Jerry yeah. a little bit. JR, stop being a cunt. That is like Randy's biggest fucking match, biggest victory he's ever had. Give him some props. Stop being a dickhead. JR, let me ask you, finally, did that make a believer out of you about Randy Orton? You know, up till now, you just, you, you don't have anything good to say about him. I mean, if Randy Orton went out and walked on water, you'd say, oh, look, Orton can't swim. But that tonight, that performance had to even make a believer out of you. He is a legend killer. He's tougher than a $2 steak. There's no doubt about it. The third generation intercontinental Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that all you can say about well, him? Right. Tougher than a $2 steak after that? Why don't you kiss my... Oh, please, let me just well, tell you something. If that's the best athlete. you can do, a he's great a athlete. athlete, he's a legend killer. He beat a legend. He beat, a legend. he beat the legend right in his own type of match. Well, it was you know a thing about of you asking me. I'm giving you an opportunity to get on this kid's bandwagon. Singing praises to the world. He's a hell of an athlete. He may be the greatest oh, look, 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 look. That is what evolution is all about. baby. You see that tonight? You went from being a legend killer to being a legend. Triple H, Evolution is now one and one on the night. What do you think your chances are of winning the World Heavyweight Championship in the final encounter? Chances? You a gambling man? Because I wouldn't bet against me. You see, all these people out here. They can cheer for Chris Benoit. They can have parades for him. They can say how great a guy he is, whether they like it or not. I've been waiting for this day since WrestleMania. And tonight, a victory over Shawn Michaels would be sweet. But beating Chris Benoit here, the hometown hero on Chris Benoit Day, that, my friend, that, is where the money is at. So do yourself a favor. Don't bet against me, because lightning will not strike twice in the same place. And I can guarantee you, one way or the other, I walk out of here the world heavyweight champion. Um, but yeah, we get an advert, Michael. <laughs> we get an advert. You can't see him, because he's on SmackDown. <laughs> you can't see it. Word life. John Cena, word life. Extra matches, extra Re- bullshit. Review coming soon. Yes. Someday, maybe. Eventually. We've got so many DVDs. Me and Michael, about 12 months ago, we we got so many DVDs off Amazon and eBay and that. And the idea was to maybe once a month do a DVD uh, review and, yeah, we're, we're still, they're gathering some right dust. <laughs> one day. Someday. One day. Coming soon. Shawn Michaels is fucking Wet Dream or something. He's one of the DVDs. We've got the Brock Lesnar one. I saw the Eddie Guerrero one, the, the Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit John Cena one, one. Maybe not. With, yeah, we've got, I've got this, this John Cena one. For like two quid off Amazon or something it was. It didn't sell well back in the day, obviously. Because, like... Some of the pay-per-views that sold well, like WrestleMania 20, mm. if Amazon brand new, it's still like 15 fucking 20 quid or something like that. Brand new fucking Word Life, three quid. <laughs> um, so yeah, so after the Word Life advert, we get a segment backstage, Evolution, they're holding up Randy Orton, who <laughs> literally looks fucked. Triple H comes on and says, that's how it's done, son. Tonight you've turned from legend killer to fucking legend. And then Todd Grisham fucking suddenly appears out of nowhere. And he turns to Alan and asks him what his chances are. And he says, "You, I won't bet against me. And then what do you do after such a blood feud? 
We need to let everyone go and buy some shit from the concession stand and go and have a piss. Uh, so it is the match that was made on heat this evening. Yes, Hurricane. this uh, long-going storyline on Raw has been very high-profile. You know, that blood feud. And the superhero in training versus La Resistance. Michael, how did we get here? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> He, I, told you, I told you earlier. Yeah, but I don't know why that came about on there. Because of Eugene. So we had this match on Raw. So why do you just give a bell end to Eugene? So, <laughs> give Eugene a bell end. <laughs> uh, so we had this match on Raw, and Eugene came out to give uh, the, the bell end a teddy bear, if you remember. Yeah. And because of that, Sylvan's gone to Bish on Sunday night and said, I want that new sort of Bish. Your nephew's like, mm. Uh, so he said, well, let's just start the match again. And Eugene is barred from ringside. <laughs> but he didn't say that end bit. And Eugene turns up. Um, yeah, it was a, a weird was just to get cool Eugene down. Out. It was a Monday Night Raw spot. There was a couple of decent spots in it. Hurricane gets his, gets his spots in. But this should have led to Eugene becoming a superhero. So you have Eugene... Eugene should Liga. have been the superhero in training. Yeah. So you have Eugene as his human p- persona. And then when he's a superhero, he's Nick Dinsbaugh. Oh, <laughs> like fucking Super Eric in TNA. Yeah. So yeah, it's an absolutely cool down match. And how do you know this? Because the commentator spent half an hour talking about Randy Orton. Yeah. It's all about Randy Orton. And it lasts for like... It's literally half an hour. <laughs> well, I tell you, it lasts for like five minutes. It is an ultimate Raw match. You get normal spots that you get from Hurricane and Rosie, from uh, the Bellends. Um, but it all it is a match built to an angle. Um Eugene, he comes down, he starts shaking hands with fans at ringside. Uh, Rosie gets the hot tag, if you want to call it that, and does small and drops and side slams. Eugene starts to play with the flag at ringside. Uh, Rosie misses a splash in the corner, and that takes him out. Uh, Hurricane dives in from the t- dives from the top, which was a pretty good spot because then Eugene runs in and the commentator's like, "Oh, Eugene's gonna go for it," but no, he just starts running the ropes over, and over. over. loving life, absolutely fucking. He's loving, ring? He's he's living loving his dream. life. Um, William Regal comes out to try and get Eugene out, which distracts the bell ends. Hurricane strikes with his finish, uh, which is not the proper Hurricane finish. And I think for me, Hurricane character went downhill ever since they stopped letting him kill people. <laughs> oh, you, vertebrae. Yeah, the vertebrae. Awful move. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm just going to drop you on I'm just going to drop you while you're fucking proper leaning forward. I'm just going to drop you on your neck. So, right. around five minutes in the match that was meant tonight on Heat, so we don't, we've not really given it too much care and attention because I haven't for the last six months. Uh, yeah. Your winners, Hurricane and uh, Rosie. Zero. No! It had Eugene. What? Two Mavens out of five Mavens for me. Um, so, we're, we're roughly averaging so far about, I'd say, two and a half, three Mavens. Orton Phil has been the only thing that's... It's been the positive out of... Showing this paper. Yeah. Uh, if Orton Foley would have been a test in Steiner, and we're at this point with the matches we've had, so we keep everything yeah. else, but at this point, it's test and Steiner wrestling that match, we could be talking bad blood 2003 levels of bad. Yeah. But Orton and Foley have rescued it. And to be fair, I have enjoyed, I, I physically did enjoy this pay-per-view. It's been a long time since Raw, and just a Raw co-branded pay-per-view. As I've, I think it's because we've got guys who weren't on Raw before on Raw now. I think as well, if so we eliminate fresh... Hurricane and Rosie, we've got a lot of ongoing storylines. We, mm. it's, it's Mania Light. It's, backlash has always been Mania Light. We go backstage. Well, we see a clip from backstage earlier on Heat of the arrival now of Shawn Michaels to the arena in his suit. Although he always comes in a suit. Yeah. Um, because he's obviously come from church. Uh, no, as, 
Up next, the return of the soon-to-be-rated-R superstar, Edge, who couldn't look any more mid-carder in that blue no. attire. You can see why they changed the attire <laughs> so straight away. He's come back looking like Triple H and Goldberg. Yeah. And now he's gone back to looking like tagging with Hogan two years ago. But like, inflated. Like when, but John, from the side, you don't, you can't see it with the big fucking long plastic jacket on. But from the when the camera's looking at him running down the aisle, you see all his chiselled fucking body and that he looked yeah. jacked. But from like a long shot when he's in that get up, he still looks like mid card edge. Because that jacket's just too baggy. Mid card edge. So Edge has got a cast on his hand. Kane's got no hair. They're fighting. Why, Michael? Well, Edge, as we said, Edge was uh, drafted onto Raw. Yes. From SmackDown after coming back from injury. So later that night, he decided to spear Eric Bischoff because fucking rock, why not? Yeah, because you drafted me, you wanker. So then Bischoff decides that because Kane's his bitch. Because Kane will do anything that anyone tells him to do because he's lost his mask, which obviously he's lost his superhero powers. So now I've got Kane versus Edge. Yeah, it's a weird one. That's that is it. It's like Mike's not even tried to fucking just brush over that. That literally is it. Like we had they, we had a week like, of Johnny Nitro coming out and saying because Edge all of a sudden now has broke his arm whilst, <laughs> whilst training, right? And Johnny Nitro's come out and said if he uses his cast, he's going to get disqualified, which instantly makes me think Kane's going over because Edge is going to use it, but obviously he uses it. Um, but yeah, it's a weird one because. We we actually get some proper Edge and Kane stuff in a bit with Lita and you yeah. screw Matt and all that jazz. But it's what do we do with the returning Edge? Put him, why are we jobbing Kane out? I know we put Kane's now. Is that down because? Two yeah, but is that because we're now seeing still seeing Kane as a main guy and Edge coming back and getting a victory over a main guy? Is that like the equivalent of beating the Big Show when you're Eddie Guerrero? I guess so. But Kane's not going to pay a few matches in Survivor Series. And that was only like because he was fighting against Shane. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Kane's not had a good run. Kane's not like one for ages, really. He lost his all last, his Triple H feud. That was his last big feud. Was, main event feud. Yeah, it was Kane Vic. Like I said, the minute he's lost his mask, mate, he's lost all his superpowers. Also, Michael, why wasn't Edge's cast blue? Is that because he's on Raw? Because his gear could have been yeah. blue. Uh, gear could have been red, sorry. Yeah, and it all matched. And it would have all matched, but no, they made it. He's made his cast blue because he's, uh, he's cast red because he's blue. And his blue gear because mid card edge. Because <laughs> his uh, red gear's not come off. Like or maybe they're not willing to invest any more money in it because we're going to get rid of that gear eventually. Jerry, he comments on how Edge is JR's boy, and Jerry reckons that JR told him how to use the cast. It's like Ed, JR's some fucking wrestling trainer backstage and he's teaching all the, uh, all the heel moves. Um, the, JR was the manager, could you imagine that? No. Well, yeah, he tried, didn't he, with fucking fake Diesel. You wouldn't remember but with fake Diesel and fake Razor when he came out as heel, and he's like, right, it was, I'll show it you sometime. It's bad times. So our referee for tonight's uh, encounter is Earl Hebner, and once the Canadian crowd realise... Oh, somebody screwed Brett. Drop it. Let go. Let... Brett apologised. It was all the work. <laughs> it was probably one of the biggest works ever. I don't think it was, but I'd love actually if it was. If actually he'd come out on Brett's deathbed or something. <laughs> He's like, you screwed you. <laughs> and then, <"Bah!" laughs> uh, So the match itself then. 
Edge gets in some shots to start and we get a bit of back and forth. Edge hits a flying clothesline before Kane rolls to the outside. Uh, it's like not even five seconds into the match and we're throwing me into the barrier. We're not doing proper moves. We're scrapping around the ring. Uh, Edge throws Kane into the ring post and he sets up the Spanish announce table. Uh, rolling back in to stop the 10 count, but that fucking is his downfall because that gives Kane the advantage. Uh, Kane slams the broken hand onto the steel steps while Jerry Lilla continues to doubt the validity of the injury. He's like, I don't think it's broke. I think he's... In. Even though he's fully casted up, he's screaming like a child when he's sit. Yeah, uh, but Bob Orton used to do that though, didn't he? So I know that we never fucking up. That Owen Hart. Lex. Owen Hart used to do that all the time. Owen Hart had a broken arm for fucking years. And, uh, and he used to always, oh, 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 but he'd use it always to your advantage. Um, Kane works over the hand as the crown seems really flat. Um, and we get a very small, we spoke about this off air, you didn't hear it, a very small We Want Brett chant. If you go back and watch it, it's very, very thin in the distance, but someone somewhere has been reading them dirt sheets and they've been keep reading them rumours that Brett's in talks, Brett's not in talks, Brett's in talks, Brett's not in talks. And they're hoping that, could you imagine if all of a sudden it just hit, and just Brett stormed out, full ring gear, fully ready, and just went to town on Earl. That would have been insane. Brett versus Earl at fucking SummerSlam. Um, we get a sidewalk slam from Kane, but he misses his big elbow, which it's like Big Show hits it, doesn't he? Where they slowly to the ropes, running, throw themselves 40 feet in the air, and always miss the elbow. The crowd stays silent as Edge turns on the offence. He goes to use the cast, but Earl stops him, and he receives a boot from Kane. Up top, but Kane, he, gets, he throws Edge off. I wonder what Edge was going for. Driving spear. Phoenix splash. It goes for the cl- drop kick. Phoenix splash. It goes for the clothesline, but Edge ducks. Crowd focus on someone being ejected. I don't know if you noticed, they look like all their attention were taken away. I Something wondered what was, they were all looking at. Well, I'm, I'm presuming someone being they're either a fight or someone being thrown out. One of the two. Um, Edge goes for a spear. Edge ro- uh, Earl, sorry, though rolls out of the way. Low blow and using the cast, the dirty little heel that he is. In six minutes thirty, so Edge must be still injured, or the, it is a legit broken arm. Edge gets the victory in his return to pay per view. Something there. DDT action for Edge. Kane's facing the floor. Kane breathing hard. Brian motionless on the canvas after that DDT by. Whoa! I started to say maybe out, but he has risen. Yeah, he he. He has risen. Kane has risen, no doubt. Oh, the referee don't by the way that spear. That could have been deadly to the ref. Oh, that's downstairs. Hey! And the cast to the head. The referee's on the outside. Wait a minute. Oh, the cast to the head. The spear. Now the count. Will it be? Wait a minute. Yes, it is. Suspension. Suspension. Here is your winner. And you saw it, JR. Look at the smile on his face. 
very short match very surprising yeah. how short it was it was like we had 30 seconds in the ring we had two minutes outside the ring a couple of minutes in the ring and the finish it was well, a- surprised to see Earl not screw the Canadian guy in Canada he said he'd say screw the Spanish guy there is time yet the pay-per-view is not over the pay-per-view is not over Michael and we're in Canada with Earl and Sean and sharpshooters the pay-per-view is not over against um, the Canadian guy so yeah very short match um Big, I think, as we covered at the start of, the, of this segment, um, I think it is in maybe Vince's eyes that Kane is the big star still um, and Edge getting a win in his first pay-per-view uh, back from injury after being out for such a long time um, is a great way. It's, it, would be, it's, it is better than, him, it's better than him going over fucking Rob Conway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, or Garrison Kane. Or... But yeah, what did you take to Kane versus Edge? I give it two Mavens. I give it, I give it two Mavens, yeah. It was a decent match, but... If they had more time, it could have been a lot better. Really, it's only like less than ten minute match for these two guys. You, what are you trying to build up to be a be a star? I think as well, you'd be able to get more of Edge's spots in. Yeah, because we didn't see any education, Edgematic. We saw an education, but um, but ish. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think again, he's like I said, he's he's Edge still injured. Do you know what I mean? Is he not still fully? Is the arm still actually legit broke? Um, it's must, that's what I'm, it must I'm assuming be. it actually is it must be. because of that or could it have been because we are now just short of two hours into the pay-per-view and there's about 40 I, I clocked it about 45 minutes left before the no, I think about 40 minutes left before the entrances um, because it's time yeah it's time you a gambling man because I wouldn't bet against me you see all these people out here, they can cheer for Chris Benoit. They can have parades for him. They can say how great a guy he is, whether they like it or not. I've been waiting for this day since WrestleMania. And tonight, a victory over Shawn Michaels would be sweet. But beating Chris Benoit, here, the hometown hero on Chris Benoit Day, that, my friend, that is where the money is at. So do yourself a favor. Don't bet against me, because lightning will not strike twice in the same place. And I can guarantee you, one way or the other, I walk out of here the world heavyweight champion. Guaranteed. So, it is time, which is weird because we say this every pay per view. I feel like I feel like I say this every pay per view. Um, I thought they were three hours long. They were. We've not had one for three hours ever, apart Mania. from Mania. <laughs> this is two hours thirty-four, and Rumble. we're two hours in. Yeah, I think Rumble's over three hours. Three hours twenty or something. Like Rumble, and it's some stupid. It's it's right, yeah. Um, so it's time for twice in a lifetime. Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Alan Titchmarsh, World Heavyweight Title, WrestleMania Light, the final encounter, Michael, for the final time this evening. How did we get there? So the Royal Rumble. I was going to give you Mania again, but go on. No, 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 no. You started. Build us from Rumble to here. Wow, that was a long time ago. We're in April. (laughs) So the Royal Rumble. Triple H and Shawn Michaels tied in a last man standing match. They did. It'd be a fucking great match. It was. 
and late at night, Chris Benoit started Rumble at number one, beating 29 other guys. Just like Brock Lesnar will do this uh, this coming Rumble. Yes. So, I don't think he will. No, I don't think he will. I think... Cain Velasquez or Tyson Fury is going yeah, to take him out. Someone's going to take him out of it, yeah. They'll be seconding. Yeah. And they'll take each other out. So, on the following Rumble, so. <laughs> Shawn Michaels decided he wanted to have another match. But Benoit appears on Raw saying that he's got the match at Mania. So it's triple threat. And what a triple threat. Match of the night. Probably the best triple threat WrestleMania match in history and the best triple threat we've had, even though we've not had... To be fair... Angle. I'm going to say Angle and the Tech of Rock from Vengeance 02. That was pretty cool. I enjoyed one after. That was pretty cool. Brock Big Show. Yeah, Angle Brock Big Show. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we have had some few... Uh, decent triple threat matches but I'd say Mania won hand down so after Mania after Benoit has won the title finally Triple H wants a rematch Shawn Michaels wants a rematch rematches for everybody because Wrestlemania was where it all begins again of course of course and this is beginning again but then there was a draft Triple H was drafted to Smackdown then there was a draft Eric and then traded back to Raw. Bischoff made it one on one. We were going to get to see what we all been wanting to see for ages: Michaels versus Benoit. No, Booker T and the Dudleys are more important. Less important. It seems. Depends who you're looking at. In the eyes of Bischoff. <laughs> In the eyes of Angle. Kurt Angle season was more important. Exactly, Angle does. Uh, so yeah, so here we are tonight. Triple H fucks off. We look like we're going to get one on one. What everyone wants. Triple H comes back straight away. Boom! Back into the main event he goes. No, you're a new guy. You've been drafted but back. He knows you should be. No, I'm sorry. But sorry to put in. He should have been what Garrison Kid were in Coach's match. Yeah. Triple H should have been the one that come and helped Coach against Tadges. <laughs> Triple H should have been the one that ran into Teddy Long's arms when Chindrak made his debut <laughs> and jumped into his arms. <laughs> so... It is our main event. The crowd is absolutely on fire for your hometown boy. We are seeing his wife and kids in the front row, which is still, you get that weird little awkward... David's excited. Michael's... David... Does not want to be there. Because David... I I think it's a weird one because he's probably travelled a lot more with his dad. He's seen a lot more than... I can't remember his name. Michael. Is that his lad, the young, the young one, is it? Um, then, Mike, because obviously Michael was very young at this point now, and obviously he's very young when, unfortunately, his life yeah. was taken from him. Um, where David, on the other hand, he's probably seen it all for that. He, he looks like he's got to be 9, 10, roundabout in 2004, yeah. I'd say, something like that. Um, so, obviously, he's seen a lot, and I think that's probably why he's got the bug now. He was wrestling now because he, he, he was buzzing off it. He was front row at a pay-per-view and he probably sits and watches wrestling. Do you know what I mean? He's a proper wrestling... Like like every kid should be whose dad's a wrestler. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sitting in front of the wrestling uh, TV every week want, wanting to watch your dad wrestle. Which is why I said before, you, you can't fault him for wanting to be what he wants to be, but the female stick, the, the, stick, the gimmick... No, stop. Do, do, don't do that. Do. Stop, do, don't do that. Um, we get massive Let's Go Benoit chance from the entire arena, the, the hometown boy. If he does not go leave here tonight with a title, this crowd is going to go fucking wild. So does Edmonton not feel they uh, care about people from Calgary? Because uh, they're not shouting, you screwed Brett. I, uh, 
I think it's because they're more bothered about their boys out now. It's like their feelings towards Michaels and Brett and Earl and all that uh, pushed to one side because Benoit's here and he's our champion. He's our hero. He's he's the Ed, Benoit is Edmonton's Brett, where Brett is Calgary. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. But they weren't hard on the East Wood Brett. No, yet. <laughs> not not yet. A little bit later, maybe. Uh, so the match itself, then let's get into it. It's a fucking long one. <laughs> uh, Benoit and Michaels, they double-team Triple H in the early goings. Uh, Triple H on the outside, Benoit and Michaels chop each other. Uh, it's a beautiful Benoit delivers. We always say it, his chops are up there with Ric Flair's. The noise that he can make when he delivers that chop. Uh, Triple H eats a German and we get the classic Sean Bump in the corner, which Ric Flair showed us how to do it a bit earlier on. Uh, He's a student of the game. Absolutely. Benoit takes over with German suplexes and chops galore. Uh, a crippler crossface, but it's broken up when Michaels gets near. Um, Hunter and Sean then go to work on each other until Benoit comes in with a diving headbutt. Uh, no, Absolutely out of fucking nowhere. Uh, shortly after, Benoit drops down, leaving uh, Sean to lay out the official. And they act like it's a massive deal, but triple, eight, triple threat matches, sorry, and no DQ. Yeah, so, so why do you, you need... can knock out as many referees as you fucking wish. You can hit people with as many chairs in front of the referees as you wish. Absolutely. Uh, pedigree attempt by Triple H is counted. Benoit goes for a sharpshooter as the crowd goes mental. Uh, Sean comes to break it up and gets caught in the crossface. Um, Sean ends up applying the sharpshooter to massive heat and all yeah. Hebner, of all people, comes charging down. And of I'm course it's so. No. And it's, it's weird because they, they, the spot lasts for too long because Earl stood there for a good 20 seconds going, eh, eh, And did you hear eh. what King said? It was great live, King. Ring the bell. You've done it before. That's it, you know what to do. You've got form. Uh, Triple H, though, he causes the hole to break and a very loud U-School Brett chant is directed at Sean. So when Benoit puts him in the crossface, the place absolutely erupts. Uh, Jerry mentions the crowd collectively wet themselves when Earl came out, and I'd have to agree. Yeah. I bet, because there were an element of them thought, no, he's not going to, is he? Oh, don't be a... Co- no, don't. Because if you think he did it already a year straight after with a carbon copy with the Dead of the Game tournament yep, with The Rock... So it was, it was a, it was like, oh fucking hell, here we go. Uh, Triple H though, he breaks the submission and everyone's now outside and Sean goes to leap on them but misses and crashes through the Spanish announce table in only the way that Shawn Michaels can. Yeah. He knows how to put himself through a table. That was a beautiful spot. A series of Germans helps Benoit rally but he misses the headbutt. Pedigree connects but Michaels is in and breaks the count. Sean strikes Benoit on the apron with switching music. He turns to Triple H who nails a low blow. Sean counters... Um, Sean counters the pedigree, sends Triple H over and out. It was a proper Razor Ramon yeah. spot right next to the rope. You know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. For starters, his legs can't go that far back. But then Alan comes back with his weapon of choice and he levels Shawn Michaels. Benoit tr- pulls Triple H outside and they brawl with the steps. Uh, Trips wants a pedigree, but Benoit reverses into a slingshot and Triple H sells it like a fucking god. Yeah. Proper oversell. Lands in the fucking crowd. It was a brilliant spot. Benoit Absolutely, like fucking the Over so perfect. I always say Triple H for me. There's an element of perfect. Or with the metal tray. Absolutely, sell everything if you can sell it. Like Dolph Ziggler is now. If you can sell it, fucking sell it. Um, Benoit gets back in. Sean tries switching music, but he catches the foot and locks in the sharpshooter. The crowd is losing their fucking minds, 
as Sean had to submit, even though Triple H got close, really close to making the save. Not close enough. Absolutely fucking amazing way to end that match. It wasn't as good as the Mania match in the spots going throughout, but this had added elements of the crowd and the hometown boy. Michaels and the champion. tapped out to the sharpshooting Canada. Shawn Michaels tapped out to the sharpshooting Canada. So Canada, you've had it, that's it now, we've given you that. <laughs> I say we. But it wasn't, it, it did look very painful, the sharpshooter. Uh, he wasn't putting any weight. He wasn't, yeah. Maybe well, because Sean's back. Yeah. Yeah, Sean doesn't really want to be his, taking sharpshooters. His back's so that fucks. Uh, you can lock it in, but don't put any weight on. Absolutely. And the winner, and still World Heavyweight Champion, after around 30 minutes in a solid fucking stellar of him, Chris Benoit, and his family at ringside go wild, apart from young Michael, uh, young Michael and his like, dad. His dad doesn't look too fussed neither. His dad's getting clap, but Michael is like... like Right, he's won. Can we go and play can PlayStation can we go now? Can McDonald's now, please? <laughs> but yeah, an absolute classic. Um, like I said, a lot different to the Mania match, and because they didn't want it, you didn't want it to be a carbon copy no. of the Mania, and you wanted to come off seeing the differences and understanding why it was booked in this way and booked in the way it was in Mania. In Mania, it was all about the plucky underdog getting him over. This one was all about lightning striking twice, but also lightning in a bottle. Also, lightning in a bottle. I fucking love lightning in a bottle. Um, Just magic, would you? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this was all about not only showing that he could do it again, but do it with style and finesse. And make you now and see him a very as nice a main gold tint star. around the scratch designs on his tights. Yes, very, very. Um, I did like how it looked. Uh, it, there is certain types of tights with Benoit, but it doesn't go with the gimmick of the rabid Wolverine because yeah. that's why the tights are supposed to look like claw marks. And these look like beautiful claw marks. It was, it was a nice. We've not spoke much about ring gear. This evening, uh, we spoke about Jericho and Christian a little bit, but Benoit's ring gear, a top. Trish. Yeah, a, a, a standard. Uh, but yeah, what did you think to the main event of Backsplash 2004? I think it was high, uh, higher than it should be, because they say it was going to be, they made it sound like it was going to be better than the main one. Uh, I think. Was, I know you've got a hype match to make it sound good. I th yeah, I think you've got a hype match to sign it, make it sound but good. But the hype built too much, I think. I. I still prefer, would have happily preferred to have gone with Michaels versus Benoit at the same time length and had them two had an absolute fucking stellar. Yeah. And that, to me, would have had the same effect that it's this is already trying to have. already a year on paper. Yeah, 100%. And this would have pushed Benoit as the next big guy uh, on, on, well, just, just in wrestling as a whole. But I, I did like how, so it made he beat Triple H. Here, he beats Michaels. Oh, of course, of course. Next time, Randy Orton, obviously. Oh, Ric Flair. He goes up against Batista. It's Cade next. Oh, I can't fucking wait. Spoiler alert, Michael. We've not even got to the build yet. I got only thing I can EMTs. The EMTs are still with Foley and Orton's all I can think. Well, forget Foley. Get the EMTs out here. Triple H is hurt. Benoit back up somehow, some way. Benoit back up the game. On the outside, Shawn Michaels is tuning up the band. Oh, no. Benoit's already suffered Sweet Tim music once. It could be over here. It will be over here. I had ben a Michaels funny feeling. I had a funny feeling about Michaels. Benoit oh. is blocked. Michael's in excruciating pain. He 
just inches away. Come on, John, just reach out. You can just reach out and grab him. Michael just inches. He's got oh, no, 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 no. Benoit walks to the center of the ring. Benoit turns to back. John Michaels is screaming in pain. Don't give up, John. Fight it. Michaels is fighting, but Benoit's got the sharpshooter. Locked in, sent in, punishing. The game is up. The game is up. Get in. Get Blake in. He's trying to get back in. Stop this. Michaels is hurting. Is he going to tap? Is Michaels going to tap? Come on, game. Get in there. Yes. No. Yes. No. Michaels taps out. Benoit wins. Here's your winner. And still, the world heavyweight champion. says you can't come home again? And who says that Chris Benoit is a one-hit wonder? But I think we'll leave it there. Michael, as always, what was your best match of the night, worst match of the night, and if Backsplash 2004 was a wrestler of the Ruthless Aggression era, who would he be? So, match of the night, do you want to do it to get, say it together on three? <laughs> One, two, three. Triple Orton threat. Falling. <laughs> Orton falling, absolutely. Worst match of the night, say it on three. One, two, three. Tag Tages. match. Oh, really? Oh, tag match for me, 100%. And if, if it didn't have Eugene, it would have been that. And if Backlash was a resident of a Ruth Session era podcast, say it on three. One, two, three. Christian. Christian. What are we saying? Christian. Oh, fuck off. Did we say Christian? <laughs> Christian, yeah. Because it was the, okay. great Mediocre finish. start. It has a great Amazing finish. middle. Christian has great good spots and has a great finish. The Unpretty is a brutal, brutal finisher. Um, so, yeah, we'll leave it there. Up next, it is time to have the hangover from Backlash. And it is time once again to jump to Judgment Day. It's not journey to judgment. No, we're going to jaunt to judgment day. Eh? Fuck's the job. I don't know, but I think that's what I called it last year. <laughs> Michael, as always, let everyone know where they can find us on all forms of social media. That's at our era podcast. That is it. And until then, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Woo!